0: I, I started watching Game of Thrones, by the way. Oh, did you uh, from the very start? Yes, but... Because I felt like... I, okay, I had to catch up. Uh, and well, I in.
1: still got the final season to watch. This I mean, not the final, final, but, you know, the last season. Yeah, but... You know what it is, is that I made the, the grave error of, of watching it while doing other things. Yes, And yes. it's
0: definitely not a show for that, because no. there are dozens of characters doing dozens of different things in different dozens of different locations, with dozens of deaths, and I have lost track of everything completely. Yeah. I've just finished it. Sounds about right. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it in case there are people that are, you know, still still with me and trying to catch up, so I've just passed the Red Wedding. Yeah. And I, I know most of what happens next, because... I went to the Ulster Museum with Jess and Jess walked me through the tapestry. Yeah. So she told me the whole story using the tapestry and I was like... Th- and I'm watching the show and, you know, kind of phasing so in and out for of people it. people
1: who don't know, um, it's the Ulster Museum. So obviously uh, Game of Thrones is shot in Northern Ireland. It's, it's between Northern Ireland and Croatia and bits different parts of Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, hold on. Okay, yeah. my
0: geography question, because my geography is, is piss. Um, yeah. Croatia and Spain, two different... Countries uh, and I, I'm I'm giving you a little bit of a dirty look. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because Spain,
1: I, I know, is like uh, I, oh, yeah. me for, I don't <laughs> know exactly where Croatia you, is. You know
0: what it was? It was I was reading something and what? then I no, I was watching. I was watching a video and then they were like, "This, this, this uh, is shot in Croatia," and then it proceeded to show parts of Spain, and I went but Croatia and Spain are two different countries. Yeah. And I mean... And he's freaking out a little. And I freaked out a bit because I was like, am I an idiot? Because no. they also have two different teams in the in, the, in the World Cup they football. <laughs> so I, I had a moment of ge- ge-
1: geographical doubt. Anyway, continue. Um. So, yeah, well, I uh, there's a lot of scenes shot in Northern Ireland. It's basically our Lord of the Rings now of New Zealand. Like, Yeah, it's literally... Um, we literally... I live with someone who was an extra on... Um, game of thrones i work um with the local uh store of peter dinklage She comes <laughs> in well, like every month you do you have any other connections you know of? i know a lot of people yeah who, who i know a guy from my dodgeball club he's
0: like a white walker on it yeah, yeah. um i know a few people who worked on it i was i was like offered an opportunity to to work on the visual effects for it, but I was like, ah, no, nah, I'm not really... I was never into it enough, so I ended up working on a different project instead for a games company, so... Um, Fun times? Yeah, it's just one of those things that it's kind of now part of our culture, even though it's in America. It's, it's funny enough, for, for such a hardcore American network but it's a project, it's mostly European. Yeah, you well, it's also... Anyway, no, the only thing American about it is the writer, writing, and writing yeah. team, and so everything I've, else is European. Well, the cast is predominantly UK. Yeah, um, like you have. Yeah, bar a few examples, mostly UK and there's a few Irish people yeah. in there too, like uh, Eden Gillian and, have stuff and ever, Gillian. Have you ever,
1: have you ever looked at the map of Westeros of Game of Thrones? It just looks like something from Skyrim. No, no, no. It's basically England. Is it? I, yeah. I, I, I. <laughs> the map is pretty much England. Like I think it has said on record that it was based off. Uh, I think the French. It's actually based like some stuff of grains of truth. Yeah. Of obviously, not dragons and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, I, I just thought I'd catch up on it because I just, I,
0: I am, I, I wondered if maybe because of the last few months I've had my newfound appreciation for new things and I wondered if Game of Thrones would be one of those things. But then I went, oh, nearly an hour an episode. No, I don't have time for this shit. So I just watched it in the background and I like phase in and out. And I'm, you know, it's funny. And I'm not, this is not a, a jab at the show, but I was surprised how slow paced it was in comparison to what I'm used to seeing from like the promotional standpoint. It promotes like big conflicts and wars and yeah. violence, yet I was surprised going through the second and third season, how, like just how kind of low key most of it was, how it just, yeah. it, it seems to obviously everything, everything is progressing and everything's moving forward, but I was surprised how little action
1: there was in it. Well, it just keeps from bigan up, you know, like I don't yeah. I don't think I know it, I, yeah, I know yeah, it when picks did up. it? When it when did it like fully just blow out of control, you know, into like, like Philoconon? But well, I don't think it was the first season, was it?
0: It wasn't its first season. I don't even believe in its first year it didn't get many it didn't get much awards attention, I believe. Yeah. I think it was around its second season it started to pick up, but in terms of like the everybody's on to it now, I, I think it was around season 4. Yeah. After the Red Wedding, I know everybody made yeah, a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, the Red Wedding for, is a big for, deal, though. For, for reasons that, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's like the perfect crescendo uh, uh, transitional point for a show like that. Because at that point, everybody went, well, I mean, that's... Because that. <laughs> it did, it took television. It and doubled and down. It, it doubled down on its commitment to saying, it's like, nothing, Every everything is... is uh, Nothing is sacred. Not, nothing is off the table. Nothing is sacred. Yeah. Um, and with that, let's move into the carry
1: I'm the car, Ryan. And I'm John. And today we are in Hollywood. Not Hollywood's uh, America place. California. Whatever, California. Fair. I actually blanked at California, to be honest with you. We are in Hollywood with H-O-L-Y. Hollywood, yeah. Holy, Hollywood,
0: it's... A- Northern Ireland, County Down. County uh, Down. Where? Oh fuck! Have you seen? Uh, you haven't seen Free uh, Free Fire yet? Have I you? haven't seen Free Fire. No, no. there's a, there's actually a reference to it where they're like talking about uh, he meets with Army Hammer's character and Michael Smiley from here is yeah, in it. Smiley, and uh, yeah. he go he go, Michael Smiley's like it's this place is freezing the balls off me and I'm from Hollywood and then Army Hammer goes, you hey, hold on, I mean Hollywood California I hear it's quite warm then he goes no I'm talking about Holly Hollywood County Down <laughs> and, and everyone in my screening was like. Hey.
1: <laughs> it is beside the coast so it's got a bit of a chilly wind to it yeah it's still right. yeah not bad it's got roy McIlroy and you sent jimmy dornan as well i think well.
0: jim i think jimmy dornan's from from hollywood like Holly, it, it is literally like where stars are born literally in in this country at least right. anyway cuz yeah other than roy cuz yeah Royal Ma- roy macroy and jimmy dornan i believe there's a few others like you, there's like radio nah, presenters right. and stuff but they're there, that's, about, that's as much as I know. Uh, yeah, it's as much as I know as but, well. But uh, moving on, um, I, I was going to bring up my list. Um... We, we're going to cover uh, each of our individual reviews of both Tag, Sicario 2. Then we're going to go on to our new segment which will be viewer voted. We didn't really formally agree on that. But I, think, <laughs> I think it's a good way that we'll we'll put a vote out there and let people yeah. decide. Uh, looking at how a film has aged over time. Uh, both obscure and, and popular films or at least popular for its time. And then we'll get on to the Emmys which is the, the, the television Oscars. So yeah. Uh,
1: John, have you been watching Tag? I've been watching... I've watched Tag a whole one time at the cinema movie. Yeah, I was invited, Uh, but I was busy. (laughs) You were busy, huh? Yeah. No, um... So what... what, I mean, I think Tag... I'm just going to say... All bets
0: are off, by the way. Spoilers for everything we we, we, we talk about. Okay. Go ahead. All
1: off the hand reels. Yeah, no, I was quite surprised when you started, like, telling me the whole premise the other week. Uh, Yeah, it's an interesting movie because, I mean, the premise and the thing is that I watched some kind of promotional stuff beforehand because uh they they had their whole cast involved. I basically watched a random uh, video on Reddit where they were randomly doing this video um like of a YouTuber where he just goes around and writes pizzas. Okay? And, uh, and Pizzas? He rates pizzas. Exclusively
0: pizzas, not like review not report of the week channel, you know the one. No, uh, I think it's uh,
1: Exclusively Pizzas in New York. He goes around all okay. the different New York places and he has pizza. I don't know if he does anything else. I don't know the channel. But the whole joke of it all was that basically they were walking around New York and they literally had Hannibal Lecter, um, Germany Rainer, They had um, Ed Helm. They had, you know, they had everybody. Um, and um, Hannibal, uh, Hannibal Barris, I think you got Barris, me. did I say you, Lecter? Yeah, you said Lecter. Oh, and I was
0: like, oh, we go topical. That, because we're my bad, Hannibal
1: Barris. Um, and uh, this lady comes up. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God, you're the pizza guy. Right beside, you know, I, I mean, Jeremy Renner, at least, you know, right beside a lot of other famous people. And just like only 10 minutes later after, you know, she's had a wee dig in the pizza and she just looks around her going, what's going on? You know, <laughs> uh, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good video. Um, but yeah, back to the movie tag. Um, so it's always hard to really read. I mean, I, I actually I did overall like this movie. Um, a fair bit, and I think I really do mean it as in a fair bit, like nothing really beyond that. Yeah, it's it's sort of like the serviceable summer
0: comedy, but like, you know, because you know
1: what, I kind of felt... There's a lot of other movies which have done similar things, like for example... Game Night was the one I felt like I was going to end up comparing to. Game Night, yeah. And I would say even like um, The Watch, in terms of maybe not the cast is as big, but it's one of those movies where it's like, okay, let's just get as many decently name-sized actor comedians as as we can and then uh we can just take it from there because yeah a lot of you know they really and i don't think to their strength they really do know the actors who they're working with yeah but it's also like weirdly inconsistent when you look at their
0: the age gap because they're all oh, supposed yeah, to, yeah i yeah. know i was saying age. they're yeah, all they're yeah. yeah i was like saying like they're all supposed to, supposed to play the same age yet you realize um, you got Jeremy Renner and John Hamm are both forty seven years old. Then you got sort of like Hannibal Barris, who's yeah, like 30, 30, 35. Yeah. So There's like a ten year gap
1: there, and yet they all look kind of similar somehow.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's but again, it, as you said, it's like it's like just get people who are like they're not like expensively expensive like necessarily A lister talent. I know they're yeah. I guess you 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 could say Jeremy Rayner's A lister and stuff like that, but their fees would. not
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: These people are available. Yeah, these people are available. <laughs> Put it that way.
1: And the thing is, is, like, tag. Going back to the ridiculous premise that it is, that it's based, or they're not saying. By the way, it's no longer based on a true story. That's not like apparently that's out of date and on fashion. It's inspired by a new story. Oh fuck yeah! It's because those... it means you can be even more tangible from the truth. Yeah. Because it's inspired by a true story.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, you
1: know, it's, it's funny. I can't wait. People just go
0: down the road of doing what the Coen Brothers did with Fargo and just say this is a true story yeah. and let people go
1: is this a true story? And just let, let it run that way. I, know, the, I think the main thing about Coen Brothers, because so, it said this is a, based on a true story, you're like, they can't kill a pregnant lady, yes, can Yes, like. it means like all bets are off. Yeah, it's all like, It's are like off.
0: Th- things from a true... Because I'm sorry to go off in Fargo, <laughs> but I remember doing, when I was in uni, we did like a... a Christopher Vogler's The Writer's Journey, and it was all about how, like, writing structures and storytelling, and how every film follows the exact same formula. And it's true; there's not yeah. a film that does not divert from that formula. And it was funny when you look at Fargo, and it's like, why would they use the This is a true story? And it is literally to play on the premise of well, every story you see, the hero, the the the, the yeah. catalyst, call to call to adventure, all those things, and they're all like. Well, you know, in real life things don't work out that way. So the inconsequential thing that I, yeah. I quite like. But anyway, besides the point, back to Tag because I don't think Tag has any artful, meaningful attempts at uh, uh, profiness.
1: As um, a lot of words. I mean, there. it does try, uh, and I think I think to its main strength, um, a lot of the humor kind of plays off um, the the silliness in movies you know yeah
0: it's like it's like slapstick in a way yeah it's
1: like slapstick it's also more in the sense of uh there's a lot of points where they try they try to show like gestures instead of actually just speaking each other you know like ed helms trying to be all proper enthusiastic and he's like and then like he just tries to say something crazy or whatever and he's and then like you know hannibal will be like what are you talking about he's like let's just go over there he's like what didn't you say in the first place he's like I'm sorry
0: yeah it's 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 it, you know what it's kind of funny the way you describe it I was thinking of like that's kind of how we would get on as yeah. friends like I mean you get if you got our group yeah, together yeah. we'd be exactly the same where it'd just be like there's definitely a
1: good chemistry among yeah them.
0: yeah there's like a there's something organic about the way they must must get on even if the the you know it's just the distinction yeah. in each each actor yes but anyway, oh my God! You what really got me though was when you when you when I was told I was watching a bunch of reviews and they were saying like about how like oh it tries to be you know as I said it tries yeah. to be a little bit more poignant in the end and then you just drop this bombshell on me and I was like
1: what? oh yeah 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 <laughs> so Shit. so the the prim- I'll go very quickly in the premise it's based as 4 uh, you keep interrupting me um, <laughs> it's inspired by a true story uh, real people play tag. Right, and uh, what they do is that once in a month they go, no, you know, no bets or whatever. Um, let's all play tag, and then whoever at the end of the month is it, and nobody wants to be it. But what you kind of like? Nobody yeah. wants to be it. Nobody wants to be it. Nobody wants to be it. No, it's like when you're in <laughs> when you're in
0: in the playground in the school. I remember it'd be like everybody would do what they can to not be yeah, it. Yeah, They would cheat, create up fucking rules. But yeah. I believe in real life. I was watching the little thing. They actually had legal. They actually got like a lawyer inside a legal document about the rules for their, oh, their, their, I'm their not play. surprised.
1: That kind of bled in. Like it shows you at the end a lot of the set pieces they did, um, were actually based off ways which they try to catch each other inspired, inspired by inspired by but anyway the, the, um what you're saying but what you really core guess that, that the reason why this movie is made is that what those are real friends did whenever they decided to play tag together was giving themselves a reason to meet up with each other like you see yeah. you see all the videos at the end of which they do and there's a genuine surprise of like oh i'm it but it's more like my friend just driven drive, driv, driv where did drive come from? <laughs> yeah. um, it's got flown all the way across the country, and they've literally just went tag you it, and now they're there yeah you know like there's a lot of times where you don't have a reason just to do something random with your friends yeah
0: i feel like that would get to me because that's sort of something even today where it's like you know everyone's in school you see each other every day because you're there by obligation yeah by obligate, being in yeah. school whereas now it's like everybody does have to make their own individual efforts to maintain that but people yeah. get distracted with life and yeah. then you don't you don't see people like i know there's friends that i don't see as much as i would want to anymore but it's just because things get right in the way yeah but then when you get that time you somehow find another distraction and it just
1: things, yeah, it, things go on yeah but and that that's my main core of the issue of where it feels like um, the movie starts off with that kind of go-to attitude that like these friends are getting together but then you kind of start to realize what the plot is. And the plot is that they are going to Jeremy Rayner's character, because, you know, once again, I say like kind of plays off the characters. He plays the superhero of the movie. You know, he plays the super cool dude. Yeah. He plays the best scenes in the movie. Is that literally... The whenever, man everyone wants whenever, to be. The yeah, man everyone wants to be. So... The best scenes in the movie is whenever they are trying to catch Jeremy Ringer's character. Because he's never been caught. He's never been caught in 30 years of their life. And whenever they have these scenes, it's from his perspective. I think you're saying it's kind of like um, the first, uh, well, I guess second. I don't know. I've never seen the second uh, Sherlock Holmes. But like the slow motion scenes in his head. Yeah. Play by play. But it's done really, really well because it's also lighthearted and... Um, it, it, it's self-aware Self-aware That's a good way But I mean. the cure, the cor- choreography Once again Just cor- making out words Half the- words here Um the choreography the or the cinema- like, cinematography? No, the choreography, like oh, right. as in what Jeremy Renner does, ah, his, 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 his actual movements. actions and yeah. how it's all moved them out, is really, really nice. With his broken arms. With his broken arms, yeah. Out yeah. of all the movies, which he got, he actually got an accent on, is that uh, he was trying to surf down chairs. Yeah, there's a reason you're not going to give him a standalone Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason why he was. <laughs> can't, can't fire that yeah. fucking boat. Kind of both arms oh, were broken. I broke
0: my arms, playing tag, and it's like, yeah, we should, oh, why but, did we hire that why guy? Don't, like,
1: Avenger, my ass. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. yeah. broke his arms, playing tag. But, um, but they're, they're really great scenes, and I think it stands out um from the... Because we were saying uh, talking about The Night Of, and I'm like, well, do I remember that movie? Jesse Pink- Pinkman. Oh, you mean the, the, the Game Knights? Yeah, well, Jeff- Jesse, Jesse Pellman. Jesse Pellman. That's all I remember about that movie, and that's it. Him and the dog. Yeah, and this movie here, it's like, I would, like, not... As a criticism, but I like as a real like it is completely unique in terms of those scenes. But I feel like it's like in about a
0: few months when it comes out on DVD or digital release, yeah. it's gonna pop up on YouTube and I'll just watch yeah, the clips yeah, there. Yeah. So it's not really there for the whole package, yeah. but you have to bombshell that that that's that oh, yeah. conclusion.
1: So, hit... I, the, the point I was making is that um, there so the whole premise is that they're all meeting up once again. Ed Helms character said that Jeremy Marin is ca- quitting, uh, because he's getting married. Mm-hmm. And the, none of them, so they're all meant to be the best of friends, but none of them got invited because his wedding is on the same month as Tag. Yes. And this is whenever uh, you come to kind of start to realize that a, s- a subtle hint of the movie is that they play this game of Tag and sometimes gets in the way of actually them being friends of each other yeah especially and they kind of make a joke of it and it's fine to start off with but then at some point it just feels like it's off you know yeah like for example they find out Jeremy ranger's character is an alcoholic and they're all just like should we have known about this should we have kind of gone about this yeah and I just feel like it's a complete kick in the balls to itself as a movie. But it's sort of like an inadvertent twist to it where it's like, it's a, yeah,
0: it's an ironic twist where it's like... It's an ironic this twist. This brings them together, yeah. but it's ironically tore them apart because yeah. they never really became friends through it. It was, again, it was like well, almost like a social yeah.
1: obligation. Well, they're saying that Jeremy Renner like, felt isolated um, because he was the one who never caught. But I just feel like it's completely contradicting what... The you know the real reason why this movie was inspired bring them together bringing them yet, together yet
0: the game itself is about staying as far away as possible yeah, from each away, other yeah
1: but and but like whenever you see the end as of before whenever you actually see the real people and they've just got such genuine enthusiasm on their face and you can tell this has really brought them together and their friends yeah and it feels like Tag is aware that it's not going down the same road but I don't feel like a movie being aware where it's like We're coming for it. Like, this is movies made on a real wholesome game, but we've just kind of made it a bit more dark that it really ever should be.
0: Yeah, it just just doesn't find its footing to an extent. Like, I feel like I feel like if you gave it to a writer that kind of, like, understands what the, what everything could represent, I feel like you would have a more consistent film on your hands. Yeah. But what was really, like, got me was when you dropped
1: that... drop the bomb, I'll tell you. Well, it's I, not what, even... It's not I, even was it's, it's, I was hinting at it almost, was teasing you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was... It's it's not even just, a, like, a nuke, an emotional nuke. It's a fucking dirty bomb. Like, it's <laughs> just
1: a... Like, yeah, so go for it. So, yeah, so basically um, Ed Helms' character lied. So he was saying that Jerry Mariner was going to quit because he was getting it married, but it, it's, he's the one who's quitting because he's got cancer. Mm-hmm. And he says that it's, you know, pretty much his terminal and he's going to die within a year. Uh, yeah, which, which like,
0: honestly, if I was sitting in that screening, I would have had a fucking hereditary moment where I'd have been like, no, I want to leave the movie. <laughs> That's just give me a <laughs> panic attack. Why did you just drop... I don't like, know. You, I'm, you have severe paranoia just, over cancer, though. Like, uh, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? But it's just, it's just like when you describe that, I honestly was just like, how could a movie hit such an emotional gut punch, but in such a negative way, where it's like now you've forced death into this equation. I, I again, did, yeah. it could be, it could play into the whole. Well, that's life, and things happen yeah. inconsequential. Again, we were saying about Fargo, and uh, we tied it in. Yeah. Um, but it was just that. Just feels so. Un, unearned. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's, It makes It's, sense. it's I, fucked
0: up. It's such a... It's such a... It's such an emo- emotionally unintellectual move. Yeah. it's like, that's not how you should behave emotionally. You should not just drop a shell like that. You know, it might work if your movie was
1: thematically consistent, but that doesn't seem to be what you're implying no, to me. I, 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 I just don't think it is thematically consistent just because they're kind of dealing with these big issues um and... All they've really kind of played off is that a lot of the the characters, they haven't really shown that decent depth Yes, who they are, you know, Mm. like John Hamm is very underplayed, which is fine because you do have a big cast, but um, Jake, the person from New Girl, what's his surname? I don't know his surname. Oh, Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson. Like, he's just a complete pointless character. He's just the stoner humor. Yeah. And then it's even more pointless, the fact that John Hamm and Jake Johnson have a love interest of Rosita Jones. And the whole conclusion of that story is that Rosita Jones is just kind of like, Jake Johnson, you're a big loser, but i'll still happily hook up with you yeah even though he constantly says about how happy that his her 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 wife her wife her husband dies yeah and and he's like yes in
0: front of her again further unearned
1: and just sort of emotionally unintellectual it's like that's that's
0: that's just that's ineptitude right there that's just an inept understanding of how characters should behave it's like they have to be believable but if they start doing shit like that that's weird Anyway, before
1: we start getting into a rant, I'll just I'll, I'll just end it on a positive note. Nope. <laughs> nope. What is up with me today? We're still warming up. I mean, um, Harold O'Bearest. I mean, I was. A oh, big, it's all for him. I was a big fan of him. And uh, John Hamm. John Ham, yeah, no, I like John Ham. I believe he's not giving up. I much also think Jeremy Renner was great in it as well. Um Ed Helm. is awesome. Ed Helm right. was meh. I think Isaac Fisher was fine, a nice touch. Uh, the other thing as well, Jeremy Ringer and his wife, there's a. They fake. Uh, miscarriage as well. Oh, fuck that. That's the other thing I was going to say. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, 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 I was like, am I being a bit pedantic That's about, f- about this whole emotional kind of like, are they Why really are they all insensitive? No, they're all... Do you see? This there, is just multiple of them. There's multiple uh, okay. times where
0: you're like, really? That's, That's such a... Do you see, you notice this in some comedies, like even The Hangover does it where... Now, The Hangover, they justify it in Zach Galvanakis' character, but there's some... There's like a... There's a point where... Okay, so... The idea of improv and general comedy's escalation, yeah. escalate, keep yeah. building it, but there's a point to where it's just sociopathic, and it's, but it it's something that most, okay, it's going to sound like a really controversial statement, but it's a very American thing, where it just sort of, it feels like go big, go big, go big, or go home, and at some point you just realize, but when your characters become so sociopathic without justifying it, like, so Always Sunny yeah. works super fucking well, Veep works super fucking well, because the context makes sense. But when you make movies where it's like you're trying to establish real people with quirky circumstances, but then you just build it to the point where this is not how a person should behave, at least not a conventional person, and you start to lose a certain level of relatability or likability to them. Not that every character needs to be likable, but they sure as shit shouldn't
1: they do things that make you go, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean, though. Like, it's just feeling like, is this really... I don't understand what the message of this movie is. Like it's all about not growing old and always you know, keep young they say the phrase of like uh I feel like it would've worked better as just a straight up dark comedy, yeah, but it, it feels like it tries to be a bit of both. Like yeah. trying to be lighthearted as well. It's like you know, it's the like the, the saying they say is um you grow old by like stop playing or something, you know. Like so they do have to try kinda of have this positive spin off, but I just it feels so forced. Yeah. Anyway, I bring will it to a conclusion. Give, me, give me a
0: score. Actually, you can give me a score. I actually,
1: actually still give
0: it like a six. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's still decent fun overall, yeah. but it's just it's like. It's just
1: action sequences for the tag scenes are all worth it. I will give them a We You saying if they're ever on YouTube. Yeah. And I think um, there is genuinely some decent laughs usually around Halloween Prepares. There's something sincere but generic about it. Yes. Yes. Well, with that said,
0: for with the words sincere and generic, we we'll go on to <laughs> fucking Sicario too. Now, um, so, now when I first saw Sicario, which was the. Um it was written by Taylor Sheridan. I did a whole video on Sheridan's uh, Frontier Trilogy. Uh, Sheridan also wrote uh, Hell or High Water and uh, Wind River, which stars Jeremy Renner. Oh. Um, there are three incredible, incredible screenplays. But I remember seeing Sicario. Um, Emily Blunt starred in it, Iblisio Toro and Josh Brolin. Directed by Denise Villeneuve, the guy that made the villainy
1: the villainy we
0: we have sh- yeah we set nearly every single podcast but we never actually got <laughs> it um and it was like to me that movie I didn't it, I didn't get it the first time watched yeah. it the second time paid greater attention to it I think it's a masterpiece I really get what it was trying to do it came out at the right time actually it came out I think before the whole Trump administration so in a way it was like weirdly timed right on time yeah, yeah. anyway um and it was all, and the whole the whole premise of Sicario is uh, Emily Blunt is um, a DEA agent, or well, she's she's she works for basically drug and she's drug enforcement, sent to to help this uh, covert team who work for the CIA and the government, and they're basically trying to stop the drug war. It's about the cartel in Mexico and stuff, but the general to lightly spoil the film it's sort of a morality tale uh where it's like the good there's no such thing as good or good or bad here and the only way to win the drug war now again i'm not getting into the politics of it but the idea is like we cannot win the drug war because people will just be replaced so the only way to do things right is to keep this war going and control it ourselves so keep the 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 different gangs fighting against each other everything i just say Sicario 2 literally then spoon feeds that exact same information because the first movie is a bit it's it's trying to play itself really ambiguously it's trying to my tummy yeah <laughs> um, tummy sore um it's trying to play itself really ambiguously uh in that it's um it's not very clear as to who Belisio del Toro's character is he's like a mercenary yeah. hired by the CIA but the CIA doesn't really like to know about it because the CIA could get in trouble for it yeah. whole US government's in on it and Josh Brolin's character is a guy that fixes things, and it's trying to keep everything super vague. And that's the idea because you're seeing everything from Emily Blunt's character's perspective. Everything's through her eyes. And it's a line that de car that Blisio de Toro's character says to her at the end, which is, You're in the land of wolves now, and you're not a wolf. And the whole idea is you're this is not your world, stay out of it. And because by the end of the movie, she's broken. Going into Sakaro 2. There's a few questions someone someone had asked uh, on Twitter, which was, uh, was there a need for a sequel to Sicario? I don't think it's unnecessary. I think when I was listening to Taylor Sheridan talk about when they hired him to write a sequel, I was like, yeah, this could be its own con- contained yeah. trilogy. It could be an anthology. Use Josh Brolin and Liseo de Toro, but don't make them the main protagonists. This movie makes them the main protagonists, and that's the problem um, to an extent. But then I'll say this. Sheridan, you can sense watching this movie that Sheridan... Wanted to work on other things, and he rushed this out the door. There is a sort of lack of. I know what kind of story I want to tell, yeah. and he kind of tried to repeat the exact same story, but adjust it slightly to create the whole human fear. Because the first ten minutes of this movie, there's a, um, there's a, there's a, a, a terrorist attack. These basically suicide bombers, and it is a really grim, grim opening ten minutes. Honestly, it was haunting because there's like you see like the, the yeah. just these innocent people being killed um two bombings. And it does plays into that real paranoia of, of America and stuff. And then from there, it's basically uh, Josh Brolin hired in once again to do some dirty work. And he's... on. And But he... This is the thing. The movie keeps... Where's the first movie? Let you try to make your own judgments. This movie's like... He comes out and goes, I have to play it dirty. And the is like, you know, we're not allowed to know anything about this. It's so yeah. Hollywood. It's so like commercial Hollywood. Hollywood eyes. Let's go with that. It's so... We have to make this for a mainstream audience. He's the director. I don't know his name, but I, after seeing this movie, I really hope to God I never see him make yeah. everything anything again. Because from what I'm aware, he took Taylor Sheridan's script and changed the last half of the movie so that they could build up for a third movie. which Of is- course. And I get the third movie existing, but what they tried to do was a really bad move because they should have kept... Taylor. they should have had taylor sheridan there as a consultant obviously he wanted to move on but i feel like he could have consulted better because he has a very when you see the first 10-15 minutes of this movie i get it you yeah. get what it's trying to go thematically even if it is the same narrative again effectively um where basically when um brolin's character comes in they basically have to abduct the cartel boss this cartel leader's uh daughter It's given very little context other than we need to keep the war going against these two gang members, and it's it's very cleverly set up and 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 I do like how it's handled. Again, repeating the same formula. Um And then at some point the movie just sort of stops telling a story, and then everything falls apart because you realize there's nobody to root for here. There's no there's no I don't believe a protagonist needs to be likable. But at the same time, there needs to be someone there for you to have a a voice for the audience. But there's nobody. Because Emily Blunt is the... To me, Emily Blunt, lead actress of the first movie, DeToro and Brolin were supporting. In this movie, upgrading them to leads means that it removes the opportunity for there to be a new character to see this world through their eyes. You're seeing it through their dirty, scummy eyes. And you realize it's just it's less compelling, it's less interesting, it's less, there's less of a mystique because it's all been exposed, you know, because it's, it is very blunt about who these characters are. This guy, you know he's dirty, but in the first movie it's kind of like, well, you never see every side to him. You don't really know what it is he's doing behind. There's there's scenes in Sicario where literally doors closed and you don't hear the conversation and you're just like, well, what the fuck are they talking about? This movie, you're on the opposite side of the door. You see everything that's going on and it just loses that mystery. It loses that tension and there's just less drama because there's a part in the movie where they take the daughter and then they're like, "Uh, we have to get back to America uh, and get through the border and then uh, the cops are dirty. Don't forget the cops are on payroll by the cartel. Suddenly the cops know about this, know about this abduction. They know America's involved without any context. And then there's like an ambush that happens and basically the wee girl goes missing and then DeToro goes and finds her. Brolin takes his team back to a base. I swear to God, like I don't mean to spoon feed the whole story, but like this is literally the sequence of events. And then the, the, the this is again, like here's the bombshell. The government go, um, well, you know, those terrorist attacks, it turns out it's actually got nothing to do with the cartel. Just drops that. Yeah. just In the first it. movie there is an inconsequential thing to it where it is like violence is shit and it's just it brings about no change yeah because in Sicario 1 there's a very modest story in it where you have this 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 dirty cop and he's got like in a very impoverished lifestyle and you can tell it's like he lives in like slums of Mexico And he's got a family and stuff and it's clearly a very loving supportive family But he to just make that extra money then has to work for the cartel Yeah fair. He gets randomly gunned down near the end of that movie And it's just so abrupt and you totally forget about it And Belize de Coro's character is the guy who guns him down yeah. doesn't give a shit Yeah But it's funny when you cut back to the kid and seeing the empty bed And you realize that like look how much this is affected but it's like this is this happens every day. And, yeah. and the the theme made so much sense. Here it does the same thing, but it's just more forced. It's it does the we don't we don't want anything to do with it anymore, so now you have to go kill the girl. I know you have to kill Belize de Toro's character because whatever. It just whatever. It's, And then it creates a whole new plot line that then abruptly ends and consequentially. Again, because uh, there was another subplot to it where, uh, about um, this this gang that's trying to get um, immigrants over to the America or past the American, the, the yeah. border into America, and there's this kid, and he randomly walks past Blesu de Toro one day, and then and then it's like, again, a passing moment, and then at the end of the film, Blesu de Toro's trying to get the Uyghur all across the border, and they try to do it through the immigration thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a legal the, crossing. the illegal crossing, and that wee boy's work now working for this gang. And he sees Blue Soon, and it's like, oh, okay, there's where the connection makes sense. And I like that, yeah. But I knew it was going to build to that shit, I knew it was
1: coming. So it, it's like whenever there's a horror movie or not horror movie, um, a murder mystery, and then it's like, you, you're like, who could have done it? I know is that the one character they mentioned earlier on, yes, and they haven't brought it up again, yes,
0: yes, god damn it, yes, it's like. In Sicario, that that um, cop that they have the sto- story with, yeah. he doesn't play relevance to the story. He's yeah. just a, he is a thematic thing. He's a he's almost like an observational. This is to show you this lifestyle. Yeah, and it and it and it, it again it's playing into the overarching uh, commentary of that film. Here it's like it's forcing it as a plot point, but it's a plot point you see coming a mile away. Then they do this thing where it's like they, they then go, oh, he's actually working for the American government and then they shoot him in the head. Or he forces the kid to shoot him in the head. Kid shoots him through the cheek. Oh, plot twist, he's still alive. At least it's her, you're talking about. He got oh, shot. Oh my God. I, can I, I, have to, I have to walk you through this. They get so then this this new gang who are the illegal immigrant gang they they then go oh this girl's worth money then because she's the cartel boss maybe we'll get a ransom for this or something like that so they take the wee girl and they leave him there dead because he's been shot through the cheek you don't know you just think he's been shot in the dead and I thought oh the movie's pulled this real gut puncher this is this is a t- dead. I guarantee you if this was Sheridan's vision Toro would have been fucking dead yeah so this car these car this is the they kill him in the middle of the night cars drive off with the wee girl. Uh, while Brol and his team are watching from above, going, Well, at least we didn't have to kill him now. And it's like, All right, let's go get the rest of them. Then it cuts to like clearly uh, midday because the sun is like high in the sky. And it's like, All right, so this has been a good six to 12 hours later. Yeah. Right? Then the the helicopters arrive. I don't know why they've been following them for fucking six to twelve hours. I don't know why they need to follow them all night. You they do. they stop them in the middle of the road, gun them all down, and then they take the girl. And then suddenly Brolin has a heart, and he's all like, "Oh, we'll we'll put her into protective, uh, into witness protection." Which I'm like, that makes no sense. Why do you, why does your character suddenly have a heart? Uh, because you've proven yourself not to have a heart when you because that's yeah. your that's your thing. That's why people hire you. Um, it has no context, and it's just because it's like okay, you're setting up another movie. Toro's character gets up uh and he's all like just he's clearly like bleeding out and he's like spitting out blood and stuff like that and he's he's dehydrated and yet he manages to walk the whole way across the Mexican de- desert to find the the car the to find that con- Where they got the convoy into yourself yeah. and I'm like no he should be dead if not by blood loss if not by a di- di- a dehydration something should have killed him by yeah. now. I, <laughs> He gets in the car, starts driving along. You're like, oh, all right, he's going to go get revenge. He's going yeah. to go after Brawl, He's going to go after the American government. He's going to kick some ass it's see him in action. And he starts getting shot at by, shot at by a random car. Just a car passes him, starts randomly shooting yeah. at him. And I went, oh, well, uh, Mexico, maybe that's a thing. Uh, yeah. And then he, he like throws a grenade in that car. As that car drives up beside him, and then it blows up. And then, and then I'm like, oh, okay. That was just a, a cool little trailer moment. It's for, for the trailer. Yeah. And then I thought, all right, let's go kick some ass. One year later.
1: Always like, a good segment right there. I'm like,
0: one year later. Fuck, one year later. And I was like, <laughs> to be fair, the movie could have ended like half an hour before this and it yeah. probably would have made more sense. And then you just see that kid and you're just like, ah, oh, shit. He's going to get his comeuppance now. And then you see... Oh, his they his
1: shot ch- him in the mouth and cheek. That's him doing This yeah.
0: Uditoro is like standing there with... Uh, and he's just... He's like, hey, let's talk about your future as a Sicario. Ah, the the title of the movie. Ah, Door closes, the end. And I went, okay, that's a nice, that's how Sheridan would have ended a movie to an extent as well. Not ended this movie, but that's kind of like that door closing, not seeing what happens next. And I was just fucking insulted. I was really with this movie for the first like 20 minutes. And I was like, yeah, no, it's quite clever. It's really compelling. There's some really nice ideas. And then shit's the
1: bed. (laughs) and then it smears that shit all over the fucking wall. Um... It's the thing which I think it's actually similar to Tag, where it's like whenever they have to force so much um, for the ending to make any remote sense. Yes. You're like... Cause yeah. not, you know because you're not just you know taking it's like it's i i zero. i would have
0: liked it had it been set, had it been clearer about the setup of being a sequel because the plot is so forgotten about and that you're kind of like well i i don't know what you're really setting up because you didn't set up a, a villain yeah they didn't set up an antagonist they didn't set up they didn't really set up who this 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 cartel was they didn't set up anything remember they they do just pass on the whole uh the bombers have nothing to do with us and it's like okay that's that's, it's just it just makes no sense um but i'm sitting i honestly the more i think about it it gets worse and worse but i am sitting on a four because i do think it has a really solid setup it's it it, there's a really the ambush scene is really good but there's just nothing to hold it together which is a shame and like these characters work in small doses they don't work as leading leading characters in this movie as actors incredible but there's just you need an emily blunt there and so, there's, no, yeah. there's no reference made to the previous one, which I don't think helps. And I do think that they were going for the anthology thing, but when you set up a sequel, so you do a first standalone movie, then you do a second movie that's that's actually technically a two-parter, that's never a good sign to me. I yeah. don't like that. That bothers me. So I'm sitting on a four with that. Um, There's a question... Uh Clay uh, Blastic uh, asked and I actually thought this was interesting and he goes about Sicario being a horror movie and it says this is a quote from Reddit it says so the storyline of Sicario basically follows the idea of a protagonist who comes across these people in places so unknowable and malevolent that she is literally driven mad and broken by the end of it. The climax literally has her descend into hell, the tunnel scene. I know you haven't seen it, but people who've seen it will know it because it's one of the best sequences in the movie, uh, where she barely escapes with her life because the forces around her uh, view her as unthreatenable. Uh, Unthreatenable? Is that a word? But I like it. And nonetheless, I make up words all the time. Um, this is reinforced by the music throughout the, the film, which is often dissonant and disorientating. Uh, this is a basic breakdown, uh, but I thought of it more in depth, but haven't gotten around to writing about it. So what the question basically was is, is it, a, is it like almost like a cosmic horror no, uh, <laughs> because everybody goes. So is that sort of like okay? So yeah, there's theme. There's Lovecraftian themes, but I don't think that was ever intended. I think the thing about if you're going down the transcendent cause, you know, transcend transcendent, transcendent, transcendent cosmic horror kind of thing. The trans- well, love are, Love it- Lovecraft, the madness of never yeah, yeah, knowing yeah, yeah. everything.
1: I yeah, I know H.P. Lovecraft. Like, uh, I've seen um some of their movies and they're usually all about um the ancient gods or the ancient ones, you know, like uh everything's beyond us. We're yeah, we're mere yeah, morals to yeah.
0: to the unknowingness
1: and it'll it'll make us go mad to never know everything. Kind yeah, of yeah. But well, to be
0: fair, that, that that okay, so it's kind of like darkest dungeon. It it likes the it's the pop culture take on Lovecraft. Yes, it is. It, it, is. It, it is. It's not that's not what Lovecraft is. Uh, though it gets it gets the it gets the broad idea, but the broad I- more of the idea of of Lovecraft is all about being an outsider yeah. and and never feeling feeling like the world is out to get you. It's the nihilist sort of yeah. cynic, deeply cynical, horrible thing. I just because I I don't I I think it's a nice reading. I don't agree with it purely because you could literally apply Lovecraft to almost any sort of like outsider thriller because Lovecraft is such a broad sense of there's so many broad themes to Lovecraft and remember those are themes that have existed long before he existed so I, I don't read I think it's a really cool reading but I don't I Sicario as a horror movie no i i it is literally the most political of a thriller you could get it is it's it's a political thriller and it, i think i said everything i need to in my video on the the uh tiller sharon and the frontier trilogy go watch that video there you go cheeky <laughs> plug but like comment the, subscribe but like comment su- smash that fucking like button um but that leads us on to this next question or this next thing on our um this new sequ- This new segment we're gonna do each time. Where we're gonna pick a do some homework. We're well, gonna pick a. Yeah, film. Yeah, we're gonna try. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're gonna try. We're gonna <laughs> pick a film that we feel is like either un- underrated or overrated, and see how it stood the test of time. But that leads us into the thing. So we are talking about uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, the nineteen ninety one uh, film. Ninety yep.
1: uh, one. So as it's a, I think it was. Uh nominated in five I don't know if it was like nominated for more but it, was, it won the big five categories. It was nominated for a few few awards. Uh but it won well. best film, best director, best actor, best actress and adapted screenplay all of the Oscars. Supporting actor. Supporting actor. Oh God, I gotta get specifics. But yes, yeah, so oh, it, yeah, it did, actor it
0: did. Yeah. It did. got nominated Sorry. for edit, editing, which I think it should have won to be fair, but that's that's beside the point. Um but the big question I think we were we were talking about earlier, but I didn't want to spoil it, which is the question you were saying it's considered one of the most successful horror movies from a... From, a, from like, an Oscar from, point from, of view. from a prestige award point of view, yeah. other than The Exorcist. Yes, other than The and, Exorcist. But what's... whereas The Exorcist is overtly a horror
1: movie, yeah. is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? And I just feel like it's a really hard one to say. Because oh, okay. I think I think this is kind of what we were... We talked a little bit about this before the podcast, but Silence of the Lambs is almost like Two maybe three different movies, in terms I of, agree. In terms of tonal, like point yes. of view, because you have I I I'm, you said you you looked at the book a little bit, but it feels that you've got this really heavy, dense kind of. I assume from the material from the book, Hannibal actors character. You've got uh, what's Jodie Foster's character called? Um, she is Clarence Clarence yeah, How can you forget? he says Starling, time uh, times. Um, you know, like it really feels like there is depth for those two characters. And maybe the head of direct. I mean, you got like you kind of got some supporting characters yeah. of depth, um. But like those two are really the only ones who feel like they're actually f- properly fleshed out. Like I, yes. not any disrespect to some of the supporting cast. I actually think they're randomly way better like, than they should be. Yeah. But everything else peels out of that. Like where you have, for example, um whenever they're guarding Hannibal Lecter in this random, it doesn't really explain where they're holding him. It feels like it's the mayor's own house or the senator's own house. It's some really random elaborate and nice building. It never really explains why he was yeah. ever moved out of. It's never directly been stated to be a
0: prison. or, yeah. or even a, But it like, a It's harshly. part of the
1: agreement but that's, surely that's not the place where he's staying. I thought that was like an in-between place.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so it's
1: just a random location to choose. But anyway, not the point I was going to make is that Um, So part of the entourage of what um, part of his uh, people are looking after him is like I assume the local police department because it's really hard to tell uh, because they're just there and they're pulling off the weirdest facial expressions they feel like this is their first day on the job and somehow they're guarding this um, serial killer uh cannibal who then whenever they find out that uh he's no longer like something's weirds going on you know and he's no longer prisoned up they're just so scared out of their minds like i was saying there's literally a scene where they all burst out of the room there's like six of them and yeah. someone turns around and looks into a corner of a room and he's just got his gun pointing through the room and i'm just like this is the same movie which literally just a couple seconds ago had um Coleridge and you know Hannibal have this really deep yeah. conversation, yeah. and then you have this really kind of almost campy humor where I don't even know if it's intentional or not. Okay, so like I I okay. so like they kind of go back to those that
0: have not seen it. It's like it so it's considered one. It's considered one of the one of the one of the best sort of uh serial killer murder mystery. Yeah, I, films. It, you could say uh, it Probably
1: started it as well. Yeah, so
0: kind of kickstart a whole. Well, it well i don't you know, think it started so that's not necessarily a trend but yeah. it, it, it definitely okay so I, i'll get to it but basically, yeah, for it basically it, it. it set it set a sort of a stand a, st- a standard for police procedural movies but um yeah. what i was gonna say was so like to those that don't know the plot is generally like basically a bunch of really gruesome murders occur and uh, it's like a rookie fbi agent is basically called in to figure out who did it and should they enlist the help of a of a really like intelligent cannibalistic serial killer called Hannibal Lecter. Um the fine and basically the big villain is uh, Buffalo Bill. where He's like this really fucked up sort of like cross-dressing <laughs> nutter. Um and and that, that you know what and that's really the general gist of it. It is a very simple movie. But what what I was going to get at was okay, so I it, it it's interesting that I don't hear a lot of people talk about it yet. When yeah. it is brought up, everyone goes, "That movie is amazing." But it's a movie that I feel in pop culture has been so recognized because of Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Which yeah, they make up the most compelling scenes, but at the same time, I I feel like they make up such a very minor part of the movie. Like he's not in the movie very much. No, he has, he's he has not. very. I think it's like he has so little screen time in it. He's one of the few actors who won best won an Oscar for so little screen time. I think like he tied close to Marlon Brando because Marlon. Well, Brando's, I know the least.
1: I know the smallest part. Who's the smallest for supporting actress? And I think it was um, for Queen Elizabeth. Was it? Uh, who was it, Judy? I just, Judy Dench, were you Judy going Dance? for I was yeah. going for that. What it was Judy was it? Dench. She, she was, the, uh, was in was Shakespeare in was Love, was I that? couldn't tell you, but... I, I think didn't... it was in Shakespeare in Love. How long? Um, I can't remember, but I think she is the shortest amount of screen time for her role. That I makes... think it's literally like two or three scenes and but she got it. It's Judy fucking Dench. Uh, playing makes... the Queen as well, you know. You and no, no one heard. She probably didn't even accept the Oscar. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just kind of like that.
0: But I was going to say, like, okay, so... I thought about it and I, and I saw, I saw it a few years ago and I thought, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, but now I'm sort of in that sort of overthinking brain headspace now. And Definitely I was going, where is that space, sort yeah. of aesthetic, cultural, uh, artistic, uh, influence? Where is this, where is this, uh, it's, it's place in, in film history. And I, and I thought about it and I was like, okay, so, um, I think it's a movie that is past our time. We came, obviously, and
1: we're like two th- early two thousands yeah, kids, really. So yeah, it's technically we, 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 we're born early nineties, but realistically, whenever two thousands, two thousands, we start to yeah, develop. But, yeah, yeah.
0: but we, the thing is, Hannah, we were. I was saying not too long ago about it being it sort of set the standard for police procedural movies, and you realize that every movie since it's since a Silence of the Lambs, that's that's at least in the same vein has taken its its inspiration from it whether inadvertently or not so i thought about this it, it this was came out in 91 it just came in um, in the 80s Murder mysteries and police procedurals. Yeah, had things like on television. So television was really big for murder mystery and, and police procedural and, and even is today still. So you had things like, uh, I wrote down here, like uh, Columbo, Agatha Christie adaptations, yeah. like the Pavo, 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 the French guy with the mustache. Um, Piro. Piro. He's also not French, he's Belgian. Uh, close enough. Um, <laughs> uh, murder, She Wrote. Uh, and like things, even like Miami Vice. Yeah. Right. I think this is where you consider it a horror movie, right? Yeah. Before this movie, everything that I just described was basically, like, it's very sensationalized. It softened what murder yeah. mysteries were. It so- those genres... The genre felt very softened by... You know, oh, it's just another murder, just another yeah. day in the life. And that, it's stuff that still yeah. goes on the day. CSI
1: does it. Law and Order does it. Fucking, have you seen Midsummer Murders? Which yeah. I think is sort of yeah. a partial satire of the idea, but... That's the thing, though, you are mentioning. Like, CSI, Far enough, is like 10 or so years later. But I remember, I was like, CSI, The Mentalist, all those programs. When I was thinking of it, I was like, oh, this is very Hannibal. This is very much this yes. movie, you know? It, it Like, it feels like, I don't know if it was the direct influence or whatever, but it feels like 10 years later a lot of what is in um Silence of the Lambs yes. is kind of brought out as you're saying like what before came before and what came after it feels like it is the between. Yeah, in that regard you look at it this way. So the 80s created
0: these clichés that that Silence of the Lambs aim to avoid, yeah. right? And Hannibal you could now. I know this is one of those those sort of blanket statements people don't like to hear but it, it you could argue it was ahead of its time in its place because you know things... Okay, so you look at movies today. So I think it's like Mindhunter, Zodiac. I know they're both by David Fincher. Yeah. Uh, Mystic River, Seven, uh, which is another, another David Fincher. Yeah. Wonder, uh, even Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. There is no part watching them where you don't go, oh, I can see where Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. came from that. 100%. And, and I think that justifies uh, Jonathan Diem as uh, his directing because you... You saw all these 80s, 80s, campy softened murder mysteries, and then you see this movie that comes out, and it's it's trying to show you. Well, here's what humans can really be, and it showed yeah. you something that was a progressive in, in a in a, in a, in, a, in a in a in a provocative point of view, where it was like it was showing you this this serial killer that was so that you cannot believe he's not a, a manifestation of an actual monster from fiction. Right. Yeah. It's like, that is not, a, that is not a person anymore. That's a person. That's some, that's someone who's completely lost. And that was the idea with, um, the books. I, 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 I tried reading Thomas Harris's original book, which was, I think it was red dragon. And I didn't get very far into it because I, I've, I've openly said that I'm not a big Hannibal fan
1: in terms in of j- the books,
0: because I know you're a big series fan, aren't you? I like the series, but the series has the exact same problems that I think this entire universe that your that Har- uh, that Thomas Harris has created is that it's it's kind of like a little bit trying to be really exaggerated style villains, like you know you see like this, you know the you know you got the sensationalism, isn't it? It's it's not just you know you got movie, you know that's you know, the right word, right? Am I just it is sort of sensationalist, yeah, where it's what like the eighties did, but like. Yeah. You know, way in most movies and TV shows, you have the villain. Yes. Okay, but I think what what they were trying to do with the Harris thing was this was trying to create super villains. Yeah. It was almost like what DC Comics was trying to do with like with Batman and stuff, where it's like you have all these really distinct, unique isolated personalities, and I really thought that that's what they're trying to go for with, with Hannibal, which is you got Hannibal, he's kind of like your Joker figure, yeah. and then you have fucking Hannibal, Buffalo Bill, who's like your, your Penguin. I think that's what they were trying to go for. But you, there's a part to where you have to really expand your disbelief and go. There's no way we live in a world where Do these don't exist. Th- these these crazy people yeah. are so closely interconnected. Oh yeah, that there. As I, well. I believe they exist, but not as interconnected as this. Yeah. This, this universe makes them out to it's be. It's all
1: it's all a big coincidence, isn't it? Yes. They're connected,
0: but with Silence of the Lambs, it's like there's one fucking killer. Um, no, no, it does imply other killers. It does imply other stuff from the, from like Red Dragon and stuff. It does, because it does, yeah. Silence of the Lambs is actually a sequel because in Red Dragon, Hannibal
1: is the villain. Yeah, because he's not caught yet, is he? Yeah,
0: the Brett Ratner, that pervert, Um, he did make a Red Dragon movie, which is actually fairly decent. It's yeah, a, I the, think the, it's, yeah, the yeah, I remember,
1: yeah, I remember being it, it, okay.
0: It came out the year after uh, Ridley Scott made the, another Hannibal movie, which is called Hannibal, Yeah. and it was shite. <laughs> uh, it was the one where you walk in, you see Ray, you see uh, Ray Liotta sitting down with his, like his, his top of his head cut off, and this is like he's just yeah, Hannibal, he's like, just cutting his brain. That's like what people knew the movie for. Yeah, and I was just like that's fucking stupid. That was, that was really Julianne Murr, wasn't it? Julianne Murr? Yeah, Julianne Murr, was that. Yeah, um, it was trash. Uh, there was a Hannibal. There was a Hannibal Rising, which I never saw. I haven't seen it. Which either. is like funny because that came out very close to another film, which was when they tried to make another Exorcist movie, and they called it like Exorcist the Beginning or something like that. There. There was a while when they tried to make all these prequels yeah. uh, to to early movies. Anyway, sorry. Do you want to share some more thoughts? Because I took uh, over
1: there. Well, just to go back for more some general statements. Um, so yeah, I watched. I I was kind of what who was bringing up because I was just like I watched Science of Land* recently. And I was like, I, I just don't didn't really like it that much for how much praise it all got if you consider the amount of Oscars. Yes. Um, but then I did watch it again recently, and I was like, you know what? It's really weirdly entertaining. As as yeah. much as I say, like there's just some stuff. Like for example, there's a really big, I well you said eighties is nineties cliche of where there's about fifty people in <laughs> one crime scene, like everybody has to do something because that's how crime scenes work. Things have to be happening. Everyone's doing that yeah, stuff, yeah. and then you kind of think about it, going, would I really want fifty different people in one crime scene? everyone doing one thing no you would want four people or two people the least amount contamination as possible oh yeah yeah it is sort of okay so but that's that's out of that's like that's like hindsight you know that wasn't a big thing now that's just kind of like a cliche of which you notice okay but that's what you get like in this movie where maybe it now especially Considering um what the '80s was up and showing, um it was more serious at the time. Yes. But now that you have that out of context, um, knowledge that the movie is filled up like I would say twenty five percent of like almost like '90s cliches. Yeah. Well, what what became '90s cliches? This, this movie yeah, sort yeah, of sort yeah, of yeah. set a standard start, for a yeah, decade. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I was gonna say like um, it's sort of like in in most murder mysteries and stuff the de- the murder is a plot device it's like it's yeah. there to service what's going to happen next whereas this movie yeah, it was really background. The, the, thing, the thing about this movie i thought was interesting is that you you jump in when the event when, when the when the the prologue to that investigation has already happened yeah so the the, the murder the murders are already occurring and you're jumping in when she's really just kind of getting into this into the production into like the sort of the She's, yeah, she's already passed the the initiation of this of this yeah. investigation. She's already, she's getting right. And so it's like, you're you're walking in in, in, in Mendes Res, in Media Res, in Medias Res, whatever the free, the free is for like, in the midst of things, basically. Okay. You, you walk in, in the middle of stuff that's already occurred. And I think that what creates, it creates like a really, like, in, in, there's an eerie sense of urgency to it. And I think that's where the horror comes in, where it's like, it starts off as a traditional crime thriller, and then suddenly you realize that, she like. She gets jizz thrown in her face oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mention <laughs> that. It's a great scene, though, because yeah. you really are just like, oh, that is
1: fucking horrible. Just when you say, oh, you getting bored, son. Watch this. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, but... It is in your face. A Spider-Man. That's uh, fucking... Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it's it, like, so, you see, it's kind of like, that's what I mean, where, like, there is, there's impact, there's consequence, there feels like there's weight to what's yeah, going on. Yeah, there does. And when you sense that dread, is that... While all these other murder mysteries had softened murder, it's like this is a movie that came in to remind you, it's like this is a really horrible, harrowing, grim... Very, very impactful event, and we have to show it in that kind of that yeah. light. And that's again, that's things like what Mystic River and Seven and all we're trying to do. I would argue Seven maybe kind of goes for like a sort of a bizarre fantasy extreme, but that's it's not a problem, it's done really well. Um, but uh, I was actually gonna, there's actually a really good question here. I, I'm just by the way, that's why we're not doing a question section, is I thought there was a question here that just sort of fed nicely into it. Fair. Uh, Graham Strachan, Strachan, I'm gonna pronounce it if I pronounce that correctly. Uh, Silence of Lambs was considered in some ways groundbreaking for showing the fbi as a working procedural organization sicario uh, sicario purports uh, to show the grim reality of some shady cia work uh, how do you feel sim how do you uh, how well do you feel cinema has done in demystifying intelligence and security services funny that question popped up with the relevance to sicario as well it was that you know the way i was saying like sicario is all about like the the cia are up to some immoral shady stuff which is like what zero dark 30 did as well where it's all about the whole and torture got banned and stuff and how all this stuff happens and it's just all again partial kind of conspiracy theory this is what we assume but not really what we know that's what i think is kind of like i think that demystifying is a really perfect way to to sort of supplement what the movie is is that it's kind of like this isn't this is very monotone, this is very monotonous, this is kind of their job. It, no, yeah,
1: I, and it's... Yeah, saca-
0: uh, it... Uh, Zodiac does it a lot, where Zodiac is like, these people are just getting on with their day-to-day business and then this shit happens. What I really... When I thought about that, that that demystifying and thought about the whole this is the monotonous, this is their job, they have to do this thing, I started thinking about... Jodie Foster's relationship with uh Hannibal, so so uh Clarice and Hannibal's relationship, and you kinda go, he's trying to break her, he's trying to get to her because that's what he does. He yes. manipulates people. But and she's better, like she's good. She is good at it, because she gets you know, she gets better as it goes along, yeah. right? That's what the growth of her character is, that she's becoming more wised up to the idea that you cannot trust people. Yeah. And you interest the the big thing to that was that she be, it's there's a big thing in in, in in Mindhunter where it talks about... Funny, because Mindhunter, like, kind of is a good way to kind of almost put the academic aspects of those things in the practice, where it's like, you can't be emotionally attached to what, to your work, which is what happens in Mindhunter. Silence of Lambs, she's becoming more emotionally detached or at least trying not to let her emotions get in the way. So when she talks to Hannibal, it's all like,
1: they're trying not to crack. She's yeah, trying not she's, to. Yeah, she's definitely trying to hold her own. Yes,
0: um... That's I. That's that. I just thought that would be a nice statement to say. That's, that's, that's all I've got on it. That's full stop. Like, I will say this though. I don't particularly like Buffalo Bill. Again, it's kind of like so you didn't like him, but he's very little in it. You um, know what it is. It's like it's an extreme that's not necessary. Okay, okay, the extreme is not necessary. It's in the book. Yeah. But here's the thing, and again, that's my issue with the. Book, I really it, like
1: the person I, who's captured whenever she comes in. Jodie Foster comes in, and she's like, fucking help me! You know, like, <laughs> she really is she's like... She's just, yeah. like... Get me out of here, you bitch! And you're like, that's great dialogue. That, but that is perfect, because that's exactly yeah. what you would probably be yeah, giving
0: yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, put the lotion in the basket. Um, yeah, put the lotion in the basket! Yeah, <laughs> with the dog. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, but like, yeah, there is There is sort of like a... There's sort of something grounded about it. Yeah, there's but something very think, grounded. It's so grounded. Then you see Hannibal, and I'm all like, okay, he's your he's your exaggerative... Um, okay, I'm going to say this here about Hannibal the dialogue when you really think about it makes fuck all sense yeah it doesn't his, make any sense his stuff is bullshit but yeah. I, I wonder if that's the ploy in it where if i'm giving you, the movie credit yeah. for it being the book this is why i stopped the book the book came off as a bit pretentious to me it thought it was cleverer than it actually was and the book is littered with what is effectively supervillains. there's no generic killer it's a fucking supervillain. yeah i think red dragon has the better villain in my opinion i think because red dragon there's a more of like a he is a guy that's like you know just a bit you know, it's just, just not all there. Buffalo Bill's, he's living in a fucking cosmos of his but own. it un-
1: does justify, like, where it comes from, but it does very, very quickly. It does, but it's so... The whole thing about he hates himself so much that uh, he thinks he's a, like, he, transvestite because him being a woman is so far and detached from himself. Yes. But that's not the core of the issue he is. <sighs> yeah, but no. But once again, but that's, like, such a, like, you know, like, in games where you've got the lore dump. Um, oh, yes, You know, yes, like, you've yes. just got the scene where it's like, oh, here comes the plot. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. It just feels like that's what Sands of the Lambs is. You know, like, as you are saying about the, the the dialogue sequences between Jodie Foster and, and Hannibal actor, like, that really is probably, like, 50% of the plot. It is. You know, within, like, probably 10, 20% of the screening showtime. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. It's like a puzzle sequence. It's like, it's like you're trying to... Okay,
0: I, I, if you remove that from the film, I feel like the film would lose less of its appeal because I feel like you, you know it is, it is, it's just one of those things where it's like okay, today you could argue it's a gimmick, but it's like it's like the yeah. selling
1: point, but it works. Um, I really like the the person who's in charge of this insane asylum. Oh shit! Uh, uh, who was that? I can't remember what he's called, but. um once again he was way better than really he should have been because he was playing this like because you're introduced he's the first one he kind of um, Jodie Foster's talking to beforehand and he kind of begs up that saying that Hannibal thinks he's a bit of a rival you know they got a bit of a rivalry and you're like oh that's interesting so but then the more it goes on the more you see that he is actually just wild up and pegged towards Hannibal. Yeah. So you've got this really weird interaction between those two and you're almost like and it does completely um get in the way of the plot and in a nice way, like it, it does sidetrack it in a different direction where you think it would take it. And it is really like it is good. Like the thing is Sans Alarm is a really entertaining movie. I as much as we're kind of semi hating on it, I guess, we're more just saying in the fact that um it's really hard to gauge like maybe like if we were yeah, born you, at the time like you not can't born you at the can't t- trust yeah. it what anyone's saying anyway so like yeah, but like, it, as you
0: said like I feel like it's it's, we are we're, we, the idea of this is to say has it aged well and I'm like looking at it going, no I don't think it has but I it's don't not, think but, it's it not has. The, but it's okay when we let's clarify what I mean by that and that is like. It's not aged well because the film basically
1: it's 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 it, a transition between it's standardized it's yeah. it
0: standardized the police procedural the crime crime drama and and everything today is modeled off of it it's the same model it's just it's like okay, you know it's like like the usual suspects we'll never talk about the usual suspects because it literally is a, is the prime example of a movie that's not aged well purely because we all know. You we, we all, we've we all become so sophisticated to s- twists in yeah. movies now that you can work that shit out almost immediately. Also, it's not aged well because not two of the fucking people involved in that movie are, are pedophiles. But uh, <laughs> besides the point,
1: continue. Um, but yeah, it's just, like I said before, It obviously we weren't born in the 80s or 70s where if we would have been of an age whenever this movie came out and would have been like, holy shit, this is nothing like else. But now um other than Hannah Hannibal but even still uh just like he's meant to be over the top but he still seems quite mild
0: yeah funny uh, funny i was just thinking there, uh, man hunter was the first adaptation i believe or one of the one of the first adaptations of uh uh of the Th- uh, thomas harris uh books and it actually starred uh, the lead actor from CSI. Funny enough, oh, so there you go, just man. thought that was a nice touch. Anyway, Small sorry. There's world. there's
1: some trivia. Anyway, sorry. Small. Tri- so, uh, great movie.
0: Just doesn't age well. I think. Yeah, you know, you know what? It's it, it's it's not. By age well, it's like it's not that it's it's a bad movie to watch. It's that it's not age well culturally from the point of view of it. it's like it's because it it really really slot. If you watch it late when you've already seen the Zodiacs and the I mean, oh not, yeah that's not, true. Now, to be fair, yeah. not a lot not a, a lot of people have seen Zodiac, but it's just like I mean if you've seen Mystic River, any 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 police procedural, crime thriller, drama,
1: horror later on after yeah. It.
0: If you've seen it before, you've seen Silence of Lambs. It's hard to see where Silence of Lambs fits fits in. It feels like it becomes. Part of that collection, when really you realize that nothing existed before that—that—that that, that, from a police procedural point of view, that was doing that nothing, because everything was pretty much safe. Almost, this was maturing. Yeah, what a police procedural was supposed to be, um, and I feel like ever since it's like yeah, we've had arguably better examples, but they all owe a debt to what uh, they were doing with Silence of the Lambs for sure. Uh, any closing
1: thoughts? I thought that was a pretty good closing thought. <laughs> so, so did I. And I think I just fucking butchered <laughs> you just it by ruined saying. it.
0: Like... Yeah, um, yeah, You can need that sort of like now, like that little sort of jingle play out, yeah. don't you? Uh, do you want me to clap? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just,
1: <laughs> um, I don't know how well. Do that's we do we do we want Platinum. to give it a
0: score or leave it that? I think scoring it seems a bit. No, I would. I would leave it. Yes.
1: Cause, um, I, like, I like the poster. You know, the poster is interesting. Interesting, it and makes fuck all sense, but it's interesting. yeah, I mean, the, also sorry, um, one last minute. And um, if you, the poster is really weird because it's got the tagline of "Silence of the Lambs," obviously, because it's the name and title, and then the butterflies and like sorry moths, but the moth is literally only a um, talking point, and the Silence of the Lambs once again, you know, it's. Like they're all very. Neither of them are very relevant to the movie. Yeah, I wish the symbol symbolism
0: was a bit more, like a little bit more uh, regulated. Let's go with it. Like I wish, it, I wish it fit in better. It yeah. felt felt like it wasn't just there for an night. Like I wish, I wish that made sense.
1: Sounds like the whole it's scene. Too, it's too passing. Yeah, and you miss it. Yeah, the whole scene of the reason why it's called signs of alarms is interesting, but I just don't feel like it's got like an impact of enough throughout the movie to really resonant why it's called
0: science of lumps that's sort of the, the the you said like the thomas harris sort of pretension that it has where it, it bigs itself up to be more than it is and it, it does it makes it sort of almost enigmatic you could say like there's something kind of myst- there's a mystique to it there is a mystique to there it. is and there's something kind of symbolically abstract about it but when you see it you're kind of like well i don't see that and i do think that it kind of might hype it out to be something more than it is but yeah overall it's like it's like it's like if you, yeah, if you're kind of worn out with all the, of all the, the crime dramas, I feel it's like you, it's the thing that, you know, everyone talks about, I, I keep bringing up Zodiac because so many people want me to talk about Zodiac and it's like, but fucking Zodiac is basically what Sounds of Lambs was. And same thing with Seven. Most of it? A lot of David Fincher's career has, yeah, <laughs> yeah. has Sounds of Lambs, I think. Uh, thanks. Um, but I think uh,
1: David Fincher does it better.
0: I think if if you David, if David you, Fincher if you has said, taken it and yeah. grown from it. If you said if you he worked with Judy Foster yeah. on Panic Room. No, no, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no connection.
1: But if you gave, um, I mean, I was about to say, if you get The Adventures of the you would get Mine and pretty much, yeah, yeah. You know, like,
0: but Mindhunter is supposed to be the academic take on Silence of the Lambs, or on the, or not, 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 sorry, not on Silence of the Lambs. So to be the academic take on the, on the serial killer. Yeah. Warrants, because then a lot of people go, like, I've had people ask me, what's the deal with Mindhunter? Because I know a few people watched it, because I remember recommending it on Twitter, and a few people go, I didn't really get it. There wasn't really much of a murder.
1: It's not a murder mystery. No, it's, it's not. It's more about. It's the almost lo- multiple genres it's, in it's, the show. It's uh, built up of uh, like kind of like Silence of the Lambs. You know what it is made up of multiple small kind of
0: things. I like to look at it as a fictionalization of of a serial killer interview. That's what it is. It's it's just a fictionalization of serial killers. But that's only one part of it. Yeah, well where's season two goes to? Um, Anyway, with that there uh, we'll take a short break and then we'll come back with
1: the M.A.s! MAs. Emmys.
0: Do, 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 do. Drama series. Um, okay. So, yeah, we'll start off with, with the Emmys. We'll start off with drama series, then go to comedy series. And then if we're feeling generous, we could look at some of the uh, creative uh, technical achievements. Uh Anyway. Uh shall we start off Wait. should we go up the way from writing to drama series or go from drama series down to writing? Not to dismantle I'm just going on the or just going the order that they
1: just do drama series because I would say that like Who gives if You if you're going if you do series first, usually that is more saying about the other categories. Yeah. Well yeah, we're not really building suspense, are we? Ooh, okay, who's in Outstanding it? Outstanding <laughs> drama series, uh Game
0: of Thrones, Stranger Things, The Americans, The Crown, The Hands Maiden's Teal. This is us, and for some reason, Westworld. I <laughs> know um, all of those you say. Okay, Westworld. Here's I'm going to say so, this. Westworld pops up a lot, and I think that will surprise a lot of people because I think there was the feeling that because it had a a a uh, critically and. A, a perceptively a, a, it was perceived as a weaker season let's put it that way I still agree that um, acting nominations are yeah open, no, which I, we'll,
1: we'll get to obviously
0: I don't agree in where they're slotted but I do agree with them but we'll yeah. get to that uh, is there any there that interests you excites you makes you wonder um... Well, about
1: the drama series and those nominated okay
0: so Game of, Game of Thrones The Americans The Crown Handmaid's Tale This Is Us Stranger Things and Westworld This Is Us I think was the one that was like a seen as like a dark horse as to whether or not you yeah, would get in there yeah. because okay so I I, I I tried it I tried watching it This Is Us and I really found it super super manipulative you, and, okay did you not like the first season at all? I only watched the first three episodes and here's my okay so that yeah I'm not going
1: to judge See, we've, I've only okay. seen the first season and you've seen the first three uh, I'm not going to judge it us.
0: based on that but this is my feeling watching This Is Us if you remove the pedigree of its talent and its production, it is a daytime soap
1: opera. It is a daytime soap opera. And, With a good cast! <laughs> okay, that's the thing.
0: It lives and breathes off of its cast because yeah. I'm I'm watching it going, this is the most melodramatic sob story. And I, I, I find it very, very difficult to give a shit when I couldn't help but feel like this was for... I, I don't I I, I, I,
1: do. I know what you mean.
0: Cause... I don't like comparing it to this kind of I'll I promise I'll shut up yeah. after this. It's like there is a really terrible 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 show on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why and 13 Reasons Why romanticizes uh, suicide and mental illness and school shootings and shit like that. Yeah. It might be inadvertent, it might be not intentional, but it fucking feels that way and the show is disgusting trash. When I watch This Is Us, I don't feel that way. But I feel like it it's manufactured to appeal to that sort of, you know, uh, get the tissues. I'm going to go for a cry here. Fair.
1: And I just didn't... I
0: didn't like the vibe
1: anyway continue sorry so i'll go a little less on a negative when this is us but yeah i'm
0: a cynical fuck <laughs> but,
1: but I, I i agree though like the thing is about this is us is that if you're expecting anything new or like depth it fakes it, you know, it's it's a really good, you know, faker of it, because it does feel insincere for that show, because, like, This Is Us is primarily, it's based on one family, if you don't know, it's about, um, and it, it has flashbacks showing that, so it's basically about these three triplets but one of them was actually adopted because the day of whenever they had the triplets, um, one of them died, but at the same time, another baby was left at the hospital and uh, because of this amazing doctor and inspired um, the two parents because they've literally just lost one of their children, you know, as yeah. the worst moment of their life, and he kind of encourages them to try to do something and make good of it, and they are like, oh, this is too much of a coincidence. So the first whole season's kind of about how this bombshell about um, the fur twin meeting up with his father again. And I, I, I don't know what the other two seasons are, but, like, you could already gauge it was the tease because <laughs> uh, Milo, I think his name's Milo? Yeah, um, it's Milo Vinter
0: Yuck, yeah, it's, uh, yeah,
1: Great sorry, Big Milo. But, uh, so, uh, this is spoilers, but um, fuck him. Uh, sorry, <laughs> not used, but you know, fuck them, like the TV show, because they still haven't said. But my little character dies in the future; he is dead. Uh, and oh, okay, yeah, and the whole kind of um mm. how the first season out. ends premise wise, uh, is that it kind of hints like, oh, it's gonna show you the death. I don't think it still hasn't showed the death yet. Yeah, and it's three seasons in. Um, unless it's- unless it showed it in this season, but like it is really feel good. Yeah, there's
0: a charm to it. There's a
1: charm to it. They've they've really good use of music. Uh, And the whole, as I was saying about the whole meeting the dad thing for the first time, because there's a whole side plot of um, the mother who raised the three um she actually refused the father who tried to get back into the person's life. Yes. And there's there's like Sterling K. Brown, like we're talking about the amazing talent. He won Miami and like he's absolutely fantastic. Yes. And this is what we're saying that like the quality of acting really does bring it up another tier. But it doesn't remove the from the fact that it is um, vapid nonsense it's yeah. good vapid nonsense it's the best vapid nonsense but you can't really take away from it you'll you'll get a bad episode and you really are just like this isn't sincere at all yeah you know it, it is like so feel good that it makes you cynical yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just brought that up because I
0: think it was just like it seems to be the one that I'm surprised I'm surprised they didn't win it last year or yeah yeah last what, year you mean uh, when Hans wins, Tale won it no 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 not This Is Us was never gonna win I just it just felt like the one that, again that felt primed for it. No, no, no. That's what I mean by manufactured. But anyway, sorry. It's uh, never gonna win best yeah.
1: series unless it really does fucking oh, go somewhere. Well, okay. So we'll put it this way. So handsmaidens,
0: the uh, hand, handmaid, handmaidens, handmaidens teal won it last year, and the Emmys are known for repeat
1: for repeating things. I mean, looking from that there, I want them to win. I haven't even, okay. I haven't no, even seen season two. Okay, or season one of handsmaidens teal. But honestly. Like the thing, okay. I'll admit, it, I like Americans. I, you know, that's seven seasons. I'm never gonna catch up. It's but here's the thing. If the americans has finished yeah it has. so well seasons how many seasons is seven it? i believe seven, yeah.
0: it's finished so i think it might it, there's a possibility it might give him it but then we say you say you could say that about a lot of shows that have ended and never won it like parks and rec yeah they thought you'll give it them amy puller at the end no veep still won it okay so hands handmaiden's tale i still think is going to win it but up against game of thrones because game of thrones wasn't eligible last year so yeah. Game of thrones being the leading one are they being the penultimate season there's a there's a history of not giving the penultimate season a, a win, but giving its last season. So they could technically give it the hands maiden t- or handmaid's tale. So I keep saying hands Tale Hands Tale Is, is handmaid, that your friend? Hands hand, 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 ma- handmaid's, 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 handmaid's,
1: handmaids. Tale What am I, friend? Fuck! I've been maiden. I've been saying it wrong already the entire time. <laughs> Fucking hell! The handmaid's tale. But don't forget about my friend Hans Tale Hands, 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 milk. Hands, <laughs> Anyway, um, it, it do like. I'll admit that that kind of read to me doesn't seem very good because it's not. They're not the. All of them are. Fuck off, Stranger Things. Things. It's just a lot of them are obviously the next season on, and all of them pretty much don't improve on the season yes, before. Yes. Um, that's my main issue. I don't, you know, like oh, oh phone, not phone. No, that's your, my computer. computer. Oh,
0: continue, continue, continue. Um,
1: I just feel like once again. I would have to re I've only seen the first season of The Crown. I haven't watched the second season. And Um I'm want, It's not going to win it. Season two. Uh, it's not going to win it. I've seen the second. I, I feel like it's got to be a Handmaid's Tale.
0: Handmaid's Tale, I think someone could win it, but I think up against Game of Thrones, it's going to be one or the other. I I don't, Stranger
1: Things is not doesn't even need should not be fucking be there. But what else would have replaced it? And also you were saying it's a bit wrong. Well, a lot of
0: people say a show called Killing Eve, but I've never seen it. Never heard okay, of it. Okay, Killing Eve, okay, Um sure. you, you honestly, like as we'll see with some of the nominations for acting, you could argue a lot of the shows that these people were in. No, uh we're in leading leading actor. Uh so we have Jason Bateman for Ozark, Matthew Reese for the Americans, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, uh, Milo Ventamilgilia. Venta mil, ventamiglia, ventamiglia. Ah, Milo ventamiglia. Sorry, I'm really. No, it's fine. So it. You're you're getting better every this is, step.
1: This is us. Sorry, um, Ed Harris for Westworld and Jeffrey Wright for Westworld. So, I'm just gonna say full stop before you say anything about the West Westworld right here. I am so happy that Jeffrey Wright has got his nomination. Uh, I am happy for both of them. Yeah, Ed Harris as well. But like, I thought I mean, just Jeffrey Wright. Season okay. one, he was phenomenal. What. Uh, but, but that's... that's, that's,
0: that's the, okay, so Jeffrey White, right, I might agree with him being leading actor, but here's my thing. Last year, they campaigned them supporting actors.
1: They, yeah. they were
0: nominated for supporting actor. Why the, why the need to push towards leading actor? The fact that they got in impresses me, but when you've already given... Two nominations this to is, this is us. Yeah, it's I which don't. Is the I,
1: generic filler anyway okay, for I, nominations.
0: I do not agree with with having two nominees in the same category. I feel like that feels a bit on, for, for leading I, actor I, as well I, for acting. Just because I find there. To, okay, so I I guess I guess it's sort of like there's a, there's sort of like an. I would like there to be a bit more a bit more variety. Yeah. And that's just me personally, but what so it's just, other variety just, so is I, there? I don't I well, okay, so here's here's people that were that did not get in that people. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's see. So uh, people thought Freddie Highmore would get in for the good doctor. I don't know, I've never seen it, but okay. I know a lot of people rooted for him. Um there were i uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the other I'm actually going through it in my head here now, and I'm like, okay, yeah, actually, you no, know what? Okay, so uh, your boy from Ray Donovan didn't get oh, okay. in. Okay. Uh, so Lee Schreiber. Uh, the don't think Better Call Saul was eligible. Didn't didn't. Yeah, that know. was last year. Yeah, that it was wasn't. It year. wasn't eligible. Um, yeah, and I'm going through it in my head, and I'm kind of like, I'm sure there's definitely other actors. I'm surprised didn't get in there, and I'm sure they'll come to me as we go along. But uh, I'll, I'll probably point them out then. Okay, I okay, I think starting K. is gonna win it. So
1: do you think it? So obviously the other interesting thing to say is that of Jason Bateman for Ozark. <laughs> okay. All the other got nominated for best series, right? Everyone else is part of a show. Yeah, yeah. Last World. So o- Ozark, this is us, and then
0: Ozark. Yeah, Oz- Ozark 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 got nominated for the things that it deserved, but it did not deserve anything other than the directing and the acting because Ozark is pretty poorly written. Like it's so over the top. And have you seen it? I haven't. I think I will, but I haven't seen it it's, yet. It's it's so fucking nuts. There's just so many like like twists and turns but like the ones you're just like that makes no fucking sense like it's just it's just like one conflict after another you know break Breaking Bad escalated things
1: like they got things like oh my god the, the drug cartel yeah. blah 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 but sometimes you just have an episode which was technically nothing Ozark, but in a good sense Ozark is super
0: mean spirited ah. it throws so many grim things at you and you're just like like it will it will it will do the whole Game of Thrones where it will kill off Certain characters yeah. who are just like holy shit. You're just doing that, and it it's so yeah. It's just it's very grim and unpleasant, and yeah, it 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 has that thing where it's like it will find its footing in its second season, hopefully, hopefully. But but it's but I I think oh I think Bateman being nominated, it's nice. I think he I think he is the best part of it. Uh,
1: I think his wife, who's who the actress, I can't remember her name, but I thought she was really good in it too. Um, but has then, Milo and uh, Sterling K. Brown, have they always been nominated for the, This Is They Us? were They
0: were nominated last
1: year. And then uh, uh, the year before? I don't know about the year before. but
0: uh, Sterling it, K. Brown
1: definitely was. Cause... Yeah, yeah because
0: This Is Us didn't get in. I don't think it's first year. I don't think. No,
1: no, I did. It did. It did. That's well, what... Sterling
0: K. Brown has won the Emmy before.
1: Yes, and it, it wasn't last year. I think it was the year before, wasn't it? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah, l- that, okay that, that... Unless I'm wrong. No, he won it last year. Did he win last Sterling year?
0: Sterling K. Brown's been the consistent winner. Okay, cool. Uh, he won last year. Um... I I think Math again if we're talking about the Americans I could see Matthew Reese might get it's his last chance. Yep, I would like to see Matthew Reese. I haven't okay, Okay. but uh, there you go. Um, Do you have obviously
1: if it's any you think you're gonna win it by the way? Uh, I actually don't know in that series. Yeah, I usually whenever it comes to Emmys, whatever. um, I say usually uh, whenever a, a TV show gets multiple nominations. Yeah, it was like, oh, we can't choose one, we have to choose two. Yeah. It's usually a sign that one of them are going to win it. Uh-huh. But I actually do think that's that's more open. But just because I don't think there's a clear favourite in my point of view in mine, I don't think... Um, like, I really like Jeffrey Wright. I think I prefer him over Ed Harris as much as he is. Ed Harris is definitely the more... Um, uh, obvious ca- uh, person to praise in Westworld just because of his position and role, mm-hmm. but I just think Jeffrey Rod has to do so much in that show Like th- like, I know this is going to sound pretentious, but like to convey what technically his character is going through, you're like fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, but because that show's an ensemble, I just don't feel like like putting them in the leading acting category makes sense it's it's
0: cheeky it's 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 you know what it's not even a sneaky move on their part it's kind of like it's it's a brave move where it's like it's like why would you transition them out of supporting actor to put them in that like unless they thought oh supporting actor is a tough year let's put them in leading it just maybe they thought they had more pedigree this year could have been that um outstanding lead actress so uh sandra o for killing eve uh tonight it's Ta- Tatina, Tatina is I'm really shit to pronounce any names I gotta learn them in advance she plays a lot of characters in Orphan, or, Orphan Black uh, Kiri oh because she's the main yeah. yeah Kiri Russell for The Americans uh, Clara Foy for The Crown Elizabeth Moss for Handmaid's Teal and uh, Evan Rachel Wood for Westworld um, all of
1: them are kind of what you expect they're, but
0: they're all like worthy nominees oh yeah no 100% uh, Elizabeth Moss I think she's gonna win it I don't see how Elizabeth Moss can't win it. Uh, yeah, and then once again... I was I guess, unless, unless I guess Kerry Russell gets yeah. it for
1: that. As uh, I was for, saying before, um, usually whenever there's two people from the same TV show, especially for leading actress as well. Uh, oh. oh, is it only her? Sorry, say it again, from Westworld? Uh, no, no, not from Westworld, from... Uh, I just forgot who it was. Who are you talking about? Oh, never mind. Sorry. There's only I don't one know, nominee. Yeah, there's only shows. one nominee. I just lied to you. Sorry. I misread so I misread that. I was getting confused with another category. Mm-hmm. My bad. Uh, okay, supporting actor, uh, Nikolai
0: Kos- uh, Waldo uh for Game of Thrones. Peter Jamie Dink- Lannister. Uh, yeah, Jamie yeah. Lannister. Uh, Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones. Manny Patinkin, uh, Homeland. Uh, David Harbour for Stranger Things. Matt Smith for The Crown. And Joseph Fiennes for Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so, again, you have Mandy Batinkin and Peter Dinklage just getting the default nomination.
1: They're, I would say see him for... They're, they're, de- they're yeah, seat fillers, they're defaults. Yeah. yeah. Um, you... Jimmy Lannister, just because I can't say his name. <laughs> G- Jimmy Lannister. You know what? Okay, so I think he's really good, uh, and
0: I I think I uh, again I, I even I even still think Kit yeah. Harrington still deserves a nomination in there too. But yeah. like I mean, I think it's nice to see your boy Jimmy Lannister him trying to get recognition now. He, he has more to do, I think, in this show now than because I'm again from where I am, I didn't see him do very much after season one. But it seems to be that he has a lot more to do. Well, the thing well. is,
1: he's the dick who becomes likable.
0: Yeah, so like he's the one that's gone through kind of a a defined arc. Um, um, so, um, Matt Smith, okay, okay it's, it's worth noting on the crown, they're changing cast next season. They are season. changing cast. Uh, it's supposed to be
1: like changing time period or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, it's they're getting older. Um, I know, uh, I'm pretty certain, uh, Olivia Colman is playing the queen. Oh, fair enough. That's I don't cool. know who's playing,
0: yeah. um, Edward. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a jump on this and say that David Harbour's going to win it and I hope he wins it. For stranger, okay. for stranger Things, he's pretty, uh, he is pretty it, good. Okay, look, friends. I I I just have a. I've always liked David Harbor and stuff like that. That's just generally why. But I feel I feel like when you look at that list, unless they feel like giving it to Game of Thrones again, what I, about I, Mandy Patinko though? Because I mean, they're I, they're, I haven't. Okay, seen... Homeland is on its penultimate season as well.
1: Okay. Okay. So Patinko has been was like he he
0: has he's won it. He did he win it?
1: Because I've like he is
0: he has won an Emmy. Okay. But I think it was for maybe so like guest actor. I think he's one okay. an Emmy, but I don't okay. know if it's for Homeland. Mandy Patinkin, I do think it's kind of like—is it Patinkin or Patinko? Patinkin.
1: Patinkin. Patinkin. I don't know. What I'm he was in a play really play good play. show years ago called uh, Dad Like Me, but it got cancelled. Okay. Well, uh, do you know what his famous, most famous role is? No. You Homeland. No. You <laughs> killed my father. He's the star of the eye. No, I still he's don't. He's Princess Bride. He's in... I he, have, I... He's in the... I, I don't, I don't think I've seen it. You haven't seen Princess Bride? I don't think as so. As much as I go on about it. I don't think I've seen it. I don't know. It's one of my... It, it's definitely... Uh, I, I don't really usually say favorite movie, but, like, uh, it's definitely, like, top free. Okay. Yeah. Like, There's Okay, so more...
0: Lady, lady, ladies names are the hardest to pronounce supporting actress uh, uh, Lena Hetty for Game of Thrones Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things fuck that do you,
1: do you want to say the role so they don't have the but on purpose so it's, um, how do you pronounce her one, Cersei Lannister Cersei from Lannister. Game of Thrones uh, um, Princess Margaret 11. from The Crown
0: so Vanessa uh, Kirby uh, Wait, I, if, it's Vanya, per- if it's a
1: person I'm thinking about she was really good in the first season so I understand why she was not already yeah, good yeah uh, Vanya stravosky for oh, I may have nailed that uh, I, Stra- mean, I for, assume and, Teal.
0: is she oh no no that's uh alex uh alex, alexis uh bled Bledel for yeah. Hamid's teal uh and died for Hamid's teal
1: and uh fandy New- uh, newton for westworld uh, i think and then on and uh died when it last year Mm-hmm I'm Did very, she? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah she, I, like, I I, I'm going to agree with you. I don't know. but well, I, it's I, definitely a good one
0: deal whenever there's freaking free people from it. I, I think your girl from Game of Thrones is quite decent. I think she No, no, she, no, she, she is. At some, at some point, give it to her. Like, she is good. Don't give it to fucking Millie Bobby. Like, okay, I understand she's a fucking child, so I don't want to sit and reel on her, but like, <laughs> but like, she has these hard-ass parents who are clearly campaigning like a motherfucker to make her this big sensationalist, award-winning star, and I just... I, I'm sorry, but... She is the most overrated thing on that show. The strange thing about Stranger yeah. Things is how she's the one getting nominations, yet fucking per Winona writers being snubbed. Like, that's yeah. what I never ever got about the about the um David Harbour, I get. I yeah. think he deserves the nomination for supporting actor. But Millie Bobby Brown. It Makes no sense to me when her character does virtually fuck all,
1: especially in the second, like, fair enough. Second one, she does get a bit more scream time to herself, yeah, but, but
0: I, I still think Winona Ryder is, deserves more praise in that show. Uh, I'm really hoping. she's the leading actress, uh, <laughs> but unless they campaign her for a leading actor, but then in which case David Harbour's technically a leading actor as well, I would say so, yeah, because
1: they get separate title credits. Uh, but then anyway, that's So a, I'm uh, really hoping that in Ruin Ryder, because um they there every new season of Stranger Things. She gets a new boyfriend who dies. Oh, Jesus, I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, guest actors really cool. Ephraim uh, Murray Abraham for
0: Homeland. Uh, Cameron Britton for uh, Mindhunter. Uh, Matthew Good for The Crown. Uh, Ron uh, Cephas uh, Jones for This Is Us. Uh, uh, Gerald Gerald McRaney for uh, This Is Us and Jimmy Simpson for Westworld. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay I, I love the Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy
1: Simpson so, G, Jimmy Simpson has to be because I don't like I don't. Want to spoil, you you uh, think he's gonna win it? No no no, but he's he's awesome. He's really good. Okay, so I, I, I okay. so I know who's gonna win it. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on who's. So gonna this win is
1: why it. I'm a little confused because for This Is Us. Oh, okay. Um, Ron Cephas Jones. William is the dad. Yeah. yeah, but he's dead. But he's supporting, he's a guest actor, so he may have had a brief appearance. Oh, he must have had a brief appearance. This, this is, ah. Guest actor is yeah, less, le- course, less than half the season. Yeah. And he was, yeah, okay. one, one episode. That is makes enough. sense. That makes sense. Uh, it can be like a 30 second camera. And then I assume Cameron, uh, the person from Mine Hunter, I assume, yeah, he's Edmund Kemper. Of he's, course. He's the one that plays uh, Edmund yeah, uh, Kemper. Uh, I, I you don't think I he am, should win it. I am gonna say I I am banking on
0: him winning it. He is the only one who de- fucking really deserves it. Yeah, he is. the, the, the fundamentally the best thing about 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 Mindhunter's first he season. Is, he is. I love all. I'm surprised Mindhunter didn't get more nominations. I'm really disappointed it didn't get. I mean, leading actor may have. I think it deserved. I yeah. thought your guy was really good in it. Uh, I thought he was good in it. I think it deserved best drama still. But I think the problem with the show is that again, not to sound snobby, it's too academic. Yeah. It's too heavy in material. Um. I, I think he should win for playing Camper for
1: Ed Camper. I think so too. I think he was uh, really good. Shit. Uh. Oh. Fuck. Wrong button. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I can understand I was talking about the person who's technically uh, dead dad because I think he. I think did he win this? He's won it. Yeah, he won uh, it. Didn't he? Guest actress. Uh,
0: Diana Rig for Game of Thrones. Uh. Oh yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, she's um, good.
1: Like she's the um, lady of wards, the old lady. Uh, Cicely uh, Tyson for uh, Tyson
0: for uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Viola Davis for Scandal. Uh, Cher- uh, Cherry Jones is an awesome name for Handmaid's Tale. Uh, Samara Wiley for Handmaid's Tale. And uh, Kelly Jenneret for Handmaid's Tale. I'm getting better at these name <laughs> Uh
1: Handmaid's Tale seems like yeah, a lot yeah, for, yeah. for most things. I mean, it's not surprising, you know, for guests. Uh, I mean, for the kind of show that it is, yeah. that uh, the guest actress slot would be uh, full. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna bank Friola on Davis though. That I I'm think gonna bank I, on her Oscar winner, like I'm yeah. Gonna bank on do you not think She's a she's a seat filler. If if she
0: if she's not a if it, well I mean she's like a like a love child to them like they love not doing do. her. I think it might be one of your girls from Handmaid's Teal. I just feel like Hamid's tail is gonna rake in a lot of them and I think it's good uh, for it Yeah, I, I want to see it now but I hear it's just super bleak and I don't <laughs> want um, direct, let's, go, okay, let's go quickly through directing uh, directing drama series uh, so just Game of Thrones for Beyond the Wall uh, Game of Thrones for the, the Dragon of the Wolf I'm not going to pronounce the director yeah. game I'm just going to say the That's fucking fine. show yeah, yeah, just the uh, Ozark well. the Toll but I will say it's directed by Jason Bateman um, <laughs> Ozark uh, Tonight We Improvise I'm surprised I got two nominations what's the Toll I don't know what episodes specifically I'm being honest I would yeah, have liked it, to
1: live for it like, yeah
0: um, the last episode of stranger things like season by the duffer brothers uh the crying got nomination and handmaid's tale i'm surprised handmaid's tale only got one nomination and ozark got fucking two that that's what surprises me because handmaid's tale is super well directed yeah uh because everything i've seen of it i think if
1: anything it's a a cinematography thing um well i think that's usually part and parcel of why something is usually so bleak like yeah. especially whenever it comes to video games if you ever think of a reason why video games so bleak or so scary it's because the, the the music gets you in the mood or, and yeah. also why yeah. it's directed all as well like you know you make a game scary by basically everything else bar what's on screen you know like it, it takes everything yeah. to set up a scare Um or, who, 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 uh, bleak few
0: yeah who are you banking on directing what show um... I'm thinking... I'm thinking... Oh, these aren't... Sorry. Uh, so, Game, Game
1: of Thrones uh, is the one that that's, think, see, whenever they say directing, it basically means best episode.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm banking... I'm banking on... Like, unless they go for name recognition, in which case... It's Chase so, yeah, could it's so
1: it. weird that I feel like, in terms of... Um, no, I mean maybe *Handmaid's Tale*, but like *Game of Thrones*, I don't care about.
0: I I think *Handmaid's Tale* will win it. That, these, um, these are these are
1: what writing. Sorry. Okay. But through? oh yeah, writing and directing. Sorry. Directing so guess, is different. okay. I, I I changed completely what I said. *Stranger Things* better. Um, I actually think directing will go to uh, *Game of Thrones* because it's got a lot to do. It's got very you know because they're probably the just action, a tech te- technical yeah, achievement. technically achievement because um that's why I was writing directing I was merging yeah. together in my head yeah well. But, Game of Thrones definitely deserves its directing because yeah. it's got a lot of shit going on. That's fair. Uh,
0: writing, uh, we've got Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Stranger Things, The Americans, The Crown, Handmaid's Teal. Uh, I'm going to just, just go out on them here and say that uh, The Americans has to win something.
1: True. Um,
0: if not, if you know what? If The Americans doesn't win that category, which I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't, I do think, honestly, The Crown or Handmaid's Teal has that one.
1: I just love the fact that... That's like, a writing nomination. As I said before, I just go. I I see all those programs. I'm like, am I really going to be watching these? (laughs) Yeah. um... Maybe Handsman's Tale, maybe, but like drama wise, this seems yeah. a lot less interesting to me in comparison to the comedy. Well, you know what? You say that I'm not a big fan of what limited series is, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but I don't think that's as surprising because I think we've been spoiled with limited series.
0: Yeah, I, this is the thing. So we say that things aren't going to pop up in this list and it's purely because, well, look at look what you've got to compete with. So when we go into limited series, yes, the only, only only got one nomination for directing and one nomination for writing and that's it. And that was for uh, Twin Peaks. I kind of get why it's not nominated beyond that for two yeah. reasons. It's too niche of a show. It's very abstract. I think what you're and trying it came to out say is it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. And secondly, it came out in January of last year. So it's going to be hard to keep that in the public eye. You know, when you've got shows that are a little bit more recent. Uh, anyway, so Outstanding Limited series, uh, Genius, which is the Picasso. I'm that, assuming that like they're doing like an American crime story thing where Genius, another... Recent, oh, yeah, the must uh, be. Genius, Picasso, uh, Godless, uh, Patrick Melrose, The Alienist, and the assassination of Giovanni Versace, American crime story. So I think I'm, surprise the, is there I'm of- surprised by the Alienist. Who the okay. fuck's talking about the Alienist? Is that another Netflix? One? Okay. So there's a there's a show that I'm not surprised is not in here, but I would have thought it would have bagged at least one nomination for at least acting. Yeah. And that was The Terror. Okay. And the Terror was about the, oh, the ship. Oh yeah, the book
1: the, oh, the, the book. Sh- the ship. The ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, they're turning that
0: into an anthology series. Okay. Okay, and I thought it would have at least got an acting nomination. If if for a supporting actor, I think yeah. I think that oh my god, who is the who was the captain of the ship in that show? And he was really good. But anyway, the that I thought that would at least got something. Um, I genuinely don't know which one could win that. I, I'm i going to
1: bank on American Crime Story because it's familiar. If not, Patrick Melrose? Yeah. I mean, I have no interest in Godless. I might... What's walk, Godless about? It's like the town of only women because all the, it's Western and all the dudes died. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I know which one you're referring to. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, but like... We can't say much if we haven't seen yeah. enough. <laughs> uh,
0: outstanding television movie. Uh, *Fire Night, Uh, four, uh, four five one. That was the one about the book burning thing. It was shit. I saw it. Oh uh, it shit.
1: Well, it's um, based off the book as well.
0: Yeah, um, but it's shit. Uh, it's you know, it's, it's a de- good book, de- decent decent actors, but it's shit. Cool. Yeah, but it's it's
1: sh- the movie the movie
0: updates it into like. Into like a digital stuff. Oh, that's terrible. It it's uh, like it's like it's like yeah. It tries to bring in like emojis and stuff. That's stupid. Um, uh, Flint. Uh, parterno and the the teal and the USS Callister from the Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I'm surprised by the USS Callister I one. know. I mean, like we don't. But even but know any but, other shows. but it's the only one that constitutes in Black Mirror's recent season because it's the only one that I think is over an hour long. Okay. It's a, it's 75 minutes, I believe, fair. so it technically constitutes a movie. I I
1: honestly I, I, I don't I, know what
0: any of those three. Well, the teal, uh, Partano, yeah. and Flint, I've never heard of them. Yeah.
1: I just feel like um Black Mirror is there because Netflix. You gotta get got Black Mirror in there. I think but it was... could have, it could have been in original it could have not have been in in mini series could did not would have not
0: have classified as miniseries? I I, I know don't it's know. an anthology but it's surely it's an
1: anthology I don't know I But I mean know.
0: you could yeah anyway um I'm going to say Mirror is going to win that because I don't know anything about the other ones and I feel like, I feel like the Fahrenheit one is there not because of quality but because they're filling up that because I don't know well it's
1: because it's based off uh, quite a famous book as well you know
0: yeah that's that's fair uh, leading actor in a limited series Antonio Banderas uh, for Genius Picasso for playing Pablo Picasso fair, uh, fair enough for him yeah, yeah. Uh, John Legend for Jesus Christ Superstar he played Jesus in it I didn't know Jesus Christ Superstar so live in concert the thing about John
1: Legend I think that means... he is pretty awesome yeah. he's good in the lot La La Land. yeah he's oh La La... no he is he is but he's in
0: Lalalan, right he's the fucking yeah, he, piano. Is. yeah he is yeah he's Piano jazz
1: does. guy but it, I think it means no he's got a um, nom- you know that you got where you get a nominate a nominate oh you mean like a Tony SAG or Tony Oscar SAG and then and but you have it... to win them the current yeah. but and I think he's won all the other ones bar an Emmy oh and really means he ah, can it's be part Lama. of the category
0: yeah uh, ben Cumberbatch for Patrick Melrose, Darren Chris for American Crime Story, da- Jeff Daniels for Looming Tar, and Jesse Pelman's for USS Callister. I mean, if you're gonna nominate for the limited series, I mean, movie, I, whatever, I would, mean, I would have kicked Jesse Pelman's out of there and put in Cal McLaughlin, But fair, fair enough. I mean, you can't give Twin Peaks something because, sure. Well, sure. Jesse Pelman's against becoming a bit of a favorite nominee, but yeah. oh, Fuck that! Don't give him. Enough. I just, I just. Okay, I love him with Jesse Pellmans, but it's Cal McLaughlin, for God's sakes. Uh, Darren Chris, I feel like, is the one I'm banking on to win. It's it got to be Darren Chris. But Ben the Cumberbatch, apparently, is the one, the tough one to, to to root for. Like,
1: he's the one that yeah. could win it. i am tell totally you Barris. It's kind of cool to see him in there. I just think it's. I, guess I mean. I'll probably watch some of those more now just to get it. feel. What's the Picasso one? Tell me what it's like. (laughs) Uh,
0: Leading actress in a limited series or movie. Sarah Paulson by default for American Horror Story. uh, Michelle Dockery for Godless. Uh... Eddie Falco for Law and Order True Crime the Miranda's murder. What the fuck is it with all these crime? Well it's just law, it's just Law and Order cuz it's got so many branching off. Uh, Regina King King for uh 7 seconds. Uh, Jessica Biel for the sinner, uh Laura Dern for the teal. Laura Dern, I believe. She did did she win it for uh, Big Little Lies or was that someone else? Uh,
1: Laura Dern's awesome. Laura Dern didn't win it, I don't think for Big Little Lies, I'm, but she's great in it. She I'm sure she got nominated for um big little eyes, surely. Uh Virginia King, I think. I kind
0: of feel like I've heard talk about her winning it, so I'm just gonna Yeah, say, it's I an it, that. that's an interesting I haven't seen any series.
1: Of those series. I, that's an interesting category just because it feels like it's more mixed up with big names yeah. and actual performances rather than the shows. Yeah. Uh supporting actor, uh, it's interesting, Jeff Daniels got a
0: second nomination for Godless. That's awesome for Jeff Daniels. I yeah. feel I feel like I'd be really sad if he doesn't win one or the other. I know. <laughs> um, he has Jeff Daniels has won an Emmy, which is awesome though. Uh, Brandon Victor Was Dixon. Was that for the news? What do you win for? he won for the newsroom Yeah, it was a newsroom. that man. was the year where he was up against brian cranston and took it from brian and that was, people, that was the yeah, one that was the one year yeah, brian yeah, cranston win. was eligible and didn't win it uh Brian oh, Brian Vic, victor dixon for jesus christ superstar i'm surprised how many jesus christ superstars are in here yeah it's here. Uh, but i can understand it i mean it's, it's it's live in concert so you yeah theater uh ricky martin for uh american crime story which is good eh? uh, edgar remez Rame, uh, oh. for american crime story uh, Finn Whitlock for, for
1: yeah. Whitlock
0: for American Crime Story uh, Michael Stuhlbarg for Looming Tar that's actually awesome because Michael Stuhlbarg uh, was really really good in Call Me By Your Name last year and John Lemazango for uh, Wacko it's awesome for, for John Lemazango because i just, just, just so happy for him to see him yeah. because it it's like you know who he is,
1: right? Yeah, I think I think I know who he is. Uh, might be better to show me a picture, but I I think I do know who he is though. He I I think he's awesome. It's just great to see him nominated for something. Uh, cause I've heard good things about Wacko.
0: Um, I would love to see Edgar Ramirez win it, just cause there is something kind of cool about his performance. Yeah, there was just something I liked for his briefest. I think, I
1: think I prefer Ricky Martin.
0: <laughs> no, right? Fair enough. Like I'm not gonna disagree. I just I I kind of would like to. Actually, you know, I'll tell you what. I am rooting for for uh, my boy. Uh, John Lanzangu. Fair. <laughs> um, anyway, supporting actress. Uh, we have Adelina Porter for American Cryo-Horror Story. Uh, the... Latinia Wright for Black Mirror, which was the Black Museum episode. Yeah, I that was really good. Yeah. I actually I think she that. is good in it as well. I really liked it. Marriott Weaver for Godless. Uh, Sarah Baralise for, Amer- uh, for Jesus Christ Superstar. Penelope Cruz for uh, American Crime I don't Story I know that you not say it straight.
1: What? You just couldn't say that straight, could you? Penelope Cruz, Penelope ben- 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 Cruz. I, I just
0: remember seeing Kate McKinnon's audition for Saturday Night Live, and she did the she did like a Penelope Cruz impression. I thought it was really, really funny. Uh, Judith Light for uh, American Crime Story. I I
1: don't remember her to be honest. She's um... I, Penelope Cruz was really good though I do say. I will say she was very good in it. I don't. I feel like I don't see. I'm I'm weird with her performance because it's. I feel like she knows the person she's acting. Ooh, I can go. Okay, cool. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just. I, I don't like it, but. Fine. Mm-hmm. I I. But I don't know if, if it's just because of the characters she's betraying. Directing in a limited series movie or dramatic
0: special. That's a new one. Uh, Godless, Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, Paterno, um, Patrick Melrose, uh, American Crime Story, Looming Tar, and Twin Peaks. Look. I want my boy Lynch to at least. Yeah, win come on,
1: Twin Peaks. Come my, on. My boy Lynch deserves something. If you're gonna take an episode, right? If yeah. you're gonna be like Twin Peaks, surely well, has to win. Barry Sh-
0: Barry Levinson, he is an Oscar nominated director, so he could he could potentially get it for, for Paterno. Paterno, Paterno. Yeah. But if we're going on this dramatic special edition thing, I couldn't wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Jesus Christ Superstar get win it because it just seems like the one that would both stage and screen Fair Yeah, I yeah. could see it winning it um okay writing american vandal shit i forgot american vandal oh yeah (laughs) yeah that was the the, yeah that fair enough Uh, american vandal godless patrick melrose uh american crime story twin peaks and uss callister
1: yeah uh i I just it's it's a bit weird that uh black Mirror is going on i mean i think you didn't really like uss callister though didn't you I really did like it, actually. Fuck you. Yeah. You <laughs> said you didn't engage like with the whole lamb and the com- you know the simulated computer. Oh, I don't really like the whole.
0: Te- I don't like the sci-fi part. Because I, re- Mirror. I
1: actually really liked USS Callister as an episode because. I think it's great Because, it- but I
0: don't like. I think that I think the Black Mirror's technology theme gets a bit obnoxious. Fun. It's like yeah, we I, I get it. Technology is bad. And fuck up, you know. Um okay, now to get to comedy series. Uh
1: you know you mean things we've actually watched. Things we've actually watched.
0: Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow Silicon Valley, (laughs) Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
1: So I I mean I would hands down say
0: Remember this is uh the year that Veep is no longer eligible. So like that's that's just that's let's not be around the bush here. We all know what's gonna win this one. Atlanta. Atlanta has to win it. Like, I, I'm not, i not... If it was up to me, fucking Barry would win it. But that's... That's that's only... Uh, well, actually, you say that Mrs. Martin, the marvellous Mrs. Maisel has been doing... It, yeah. Uh, doing well in like old and stuff.
1: But that hasn't had competition from... I think it lost against Atlanta in terms of uh, being in comedy. I, agree. I just yeah. I just don't... Like, Barry's great. And Barry's on its first
0: season. Yeah. I think it's like... It might take a... No, it doesn't help Barry. It's not... It's to do with the fact that it's a very, very dark show. It's very, very, very like. I it, mean a lot of dark if as you, well? No, but Barry's very dark. I bar- know, I Barry, know Barry
1: is for, yeah. I, here's the thing. So-
0: I, I think I think there's a little bit of an argument to say that sometimes Atlanta's put on a, a pedestal of it's it's like the most artistic show there, and it's like nah, I think that's a bit I think it's, that's possible to challenge. I think Barry is on the same quality but it's just a very different type of show
1: it's a very different type of show like i mean that's the reason why you're saying the whole artistic tagline for atlanta because it can just do one episode which is not just not connected but the, the thing is it's like atlanta atlanta seems like the one that's primed to win it purely
0: because as well it, it, you know it's okay it's already had its first year so its second year is like okay you're not up against veep um you're going to give to the show that's culturally socially and uh, critically relevant uh also the show that has the most experimentation if you wanna at least praise it for some ambition. Yeah. And yeah, for just having a distinct vision. It's the same it's the same fact as well that it already has precedent awards for like Donald Glover. Yeah. Um so I think Atlanta's gonna win it. Barry won't win it, but if Atlanta has any competition, it could be just potentially that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel purely because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has won
1: yeah that's fair uh, and it's also
0: also great. why Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in there is just because the Emmys love Tina Fey and that's it that's literally it it's just because they love Tina Fey I I just don't get that show well it's also
1: dramatically different I mean it is quite different into the other categories of which the other shows yeah it's definitely like Kimmy Schmidt is very sweet very 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 sweet yeah
0: Um, okay, lead actor in a comedy series, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Larry David for Curb Your Enthusiasm, Ted Danson for The Good Place, and why are you still nominating him, Uh, William H. Macy for Shameless? No offense to William H. Macy, but, like, he's won two SAGs for his performance, I believe. I think he's won two SAGs. He's won a SAG, at least, he's won Screen one-screen actor guild for 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 shameless, but he's never won that <laughs> he
1: is
0: He is the most over-glorified filler in that category, and I do not get it. I would remove him and replace him with literally any other leading actor in a comedy. Yeah. You know what? And I'm going to say this here. I have not watched any of its new season, but what surprises me the most is that Will and Grace only got one nomination. It did only get one Why nomination? is Will and Grace that fucking snubbed? I thought Eric McCormick might even got nominated yeah. instead of William Hitch fucking Macy. Like, I love e. Macy, but... Shameless gets nominated for nothing else? Yeah, he's good, but like surely we've got the hint that he's never gonna win that Emmy. Well, I mean, he could fucking I mean, win it overall. But then, yeah. but you're even you, you go, oh he might win it, you know, because he's you know usually you give it to the older person who's 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 had their time, and it's like yeah, but you could give it to fucking Ted Danson then, I know, tell who who's, who is rightfully just as deserving as as Donald Glover, who's clearly gonna fucking win it. Donald Glover's gonna win it. That's <laughs> it Donald Glover's gonna win it because he won it last year. Repeat nominee, repeat nomination. But
1: it's also just because of
0: Teddy Jenkins. I think that's the episode is called. I don't. Is that the episode that's nominated though?
1: I, it is nominated as well
0: but it's the app but it's it's what uh, it doesn't tell me what what what
1: episode his performance is nominated for is it only one you, episode you you, su- you you submit one episode then I would definitely vote Teddy Jenkins because if they're anything relevant to
0: I, sh- I know that Barry submitted the pilot
1: yeah which I don't know if
0: yeah I no mean, I, the, the pilot has his fucking monologue so yeah you want submit the pilot true
1: true oh that's actually true that's true. Um I, I <laughs> very true. In my in my
0: in my opinion, I, I like I mean if I were just to gonna give it to someone you I would like to see Bill Heater win it. I would
1: like Bill Heater to win it. Because well as well as that I think I think Bill Heater has I also of, think um Bill
0: has paid his dues longer than Donald, don't, Donald Glover, in my opinion. Also
1: uh Anthony uh he Understood. could sneak in there, but just... Cause, I've heard that that show's going towards more drama side. So that's I'm, that's what I'm saying. I uh, randomly watched a clip of it recently, and they kind of do have that, and he has to sometimes have his own monologues. I'm happy with Ted Danson as well. The Good Place has kind of gone strength to strength. Um, it's. It seems like it might take itself another year though to get there. Yeah, it's. Because it's, it's I just, mean, it's nice and fluffy. I think the first season's garbage because it's pointless. Because it's basically. Uh, it's build up that twist you were saying. It's build up to a twist and. Um, it's trying to build up this backstory for these characters who, come on, it's a comedy series. You know what the characters yeah. are in the first couple of episodes. Do I really need fucking filled in with this whole series? Yeah. In comparison to 2 and 3, which more... Sorry, 2, because 3's not out right yet, but um, is it? What am I... I don't is know. Is it season? Couldn't tell you. Is it free I don't season? know. I it know is 3... Anyway. Se- I think it is free seasons. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good sign if I can't remember or not. Like, it's just harmless fun. Like, don't really t- uh, take too much from... A okay. good place in a good sense.
0: This is the one I'm most excited about. Lead actress in a comedy series because Veep is no longer eligible because it didn't release this yes. season. So this is the first time that that streak. Someone
1: else is. Somebody else it.
0: has to win it. Unless they go, you know what, fuck it, give it to <laughs> Just give it to, yeah, just give it to just give you. Her oh, her. Jesus, what's your name again? Oh, it's Julia... not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, no, it's my brain. Something. We've been at this for a while. Julia part. H. Fifus or something. Oh, yeah. Julie Louise Dreyfus. Dreyfus. <laughs> I just love Dreyfus. I couldn't uh, forget
1: what Dreyfus was. All I could
0: have in okay. my head was H. I, I, I. Unfortunately, I've not seen many of these shows. Uh, Pamela uh, Alden for Better Things. Uh, treese Ellis Ross for Blackish. Uh Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie. Uh, Izzy Rhee for Insecure. Uh, Alice and Jenny for Mom. Oh, she just won an, she yeah. won an Oscar, so, I mean, you might oh, just also, give it to her. Yeah. But I... I j- oh yeah, your girlfriend Kimmy Schmidt I remember I was saying earlier when we were talking before the nominations yeah. came out your girl Kimmy Schmidt will win it because she's been nominated in Ellie Kemper yeah. she's never won it I thought she seems like someone but mum
1: she's, she's been in it Alison Jennings has actually been nominated for it the last few times
0: I could see Alison Jennings which Alison Jennings has won an Emmy so I think yeah. I could see her winning it, especially when but... Winning it. but Rachel uh, Bosnian for the marvellous Mrs. Neasel as Mrs. One won the SAG and won the she's Golden great. Globe she'll win it just hands down she's great I, I just think she'll uh, I
1: actually think she would have been good competition at if- for Julia like if she was up if she was no perfect. fuck you give it to Louise Dreyfus every year uh, <laughs> no
0: it, it I, I genuinely think in its last year like you have to give it to Louise Dreyfus like, yeah you do let her win it every year she's yeah, been on the show for uh, sure okay no for sporting actor I'm really happy with uh, Brian Tree Henry for Atlanta he plays Paperboy yes that, you were saying great. he seemed like eventually he would get in there and it's nice to see him in there actually the big one surprised me Harry, ha- Harry fucking Winkler for Barry you were expecting we were expecting I was the so- Oh, he had a very slim chance but I thought it would be nice to see but Henry Winkler very... great you know when you always get like that surprise nomination yeah. it would have been nice to see a Chechen, the Chechen guy I nominated. thought both really Stephen Root I don't think did enough to deserve a nomination but I was so happy for, for Harry Winkler I was yeah. like I didn't think Harry Winkler would get in but he has won Emmys before and so, he's great uh, Louis Anderson for baskets I get that because Louis Anderson has won twice I think he has yeah yeah I like Baldwin for Saturday Night Live for playing fucking Donald Trump. I, I, I mean, they
1: did it last year. I oh my God, it,
0: it's it's exhausted. Stop doing it. Is, is he, he? He hasn't done that many sketches recently as well. You, you could put him in guest actor. I just don't see why he's. Well, hip. he's done enough. I, I, I stop 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 nominating him. But Keenan uh, Keenan Keenan Thompson, I'm really happy with. Yeah. You know Keenan Cal. Yeah. It's Keenan Thompson. For what? For Saturday, oh, Live. Saturday Night Live. of course. You know, uh, he's great. A lot of people said for years he, he oh, yeah. deserved it for yeah, years. Yeah, because
1: no offense. Yeah, he ad- he's the only one that ad And yeah. he's really good at it. That's the other thing. Like, Saturday Night Live, especially in terms of the meal um casts on that show like he has definitely been the best for ages yeah and he's the longest running at the minute yeah i'm not surprised because he's someone who said like i
0: remember he said like a lot of people use saturday night live to get them off to hollywood yeah whereas he's someone who kind of started in hollywood had his like young career yeah, with like, and, the and, Kel, Kel, and yeah. like good burger and stuff like that and then just thought i'm gonna settle in because i like what i'm doing yeah. with, with the, that there so i think that's, that's good for him i would love to see him win it but he won't i i if I look at this list I I I genuinely think like I would not be fucking surprised if Alec Baldwin wins it or Louie Anderson wins it, but I don't know. If want Alec Baldwin.
1: To Baldwin was gonna win it. So so wait, am I wrong? Was he We're not, not over about there's two other
0: nominees yeah. which Was Baldwin
1: to- guest last year or my Yeah, he was supporting. Yeah. He won it. Yeah, you did win it, yeah. yeah you could win it again, but yeah. I would give it to Keenan Thompson. I feel like it's time past. Like, Well, Keenan it's...
0: Thompson, if they're going to give New Blood, Keenan Thompson would de- deserves that win.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, then there's Tony Shulu from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Which and T- uh, Titus uh, Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. A lot of people say that he's paid he, his dues yeah, now. Yeah,
1: he has paid his dues. Um...
0: So who are you going to give it to? I ain't going to give it on Keenan Thompson. I want to see someone New, new Blood win it. Um, I'm still, I'm still on the sort of boat of like I would like to have seen at least sort of Sack Woods from Silicon Valley. Oh yes. On. why didn't Sack Woods? It's okay, in it? Silicon Valley got basically aired out by Barry. Yeah, and that it doesn't. Did. I think it, it did rightfully so because. I think HBO are struggling to get that comedy hit apart. other than Veep what is their other comedy hit that they're trying to get launched and that yeah. is probably Barry but Barry because Silicon Valley just didn't win it the awards just, it's it
1: just on whenever all the other good programs are yeah, on yeah so, Silicon Valley's
0: always been really good but it's just never enough to win um, it's not good enough to win It's it I, had, honestly it's first two seasons it definitely did deserve to win um but uh yeah uh supporting supporting actress uh cc beats for van uh betty gilpin for uh for glow um actually uh brie larson not getting uh, not not brie larson sorry uh uh allison brie, brie not yeah. getting nominated for glow surprised me because mark maron's not nominated for supporting actor either which really surprised me yeah but betty gilpin gets in for glow which really surprised me and glow's also nominated for fucking lead, for drama series or comedy series so i'm like I'm like, well, okay. So, what you didn't nominate? You mean the two that got nominated for both the Golden Globe and the SAG? It just surprised me. Fair. Laurie, Laurie Metcalf for Roseanne. Roseanne would have got more nominations had your girl not been a big racist. If she, she
1: hadn't taken those drugs, uh, she's she not taken those. The side effects drugs. of those drugs. Those racist drugs she took. Um, I'm
0: actually still. I love more Laurie, Laurie Metcalf off the Oscar nomination for Lady Bird, who I think deserved to win it. Um, at the same time, Roseanne. She yeah. There's really a bit of a. There's a black spot on Roseanne. The idea of it winning something, so she's she's been black I yeah, don't there's no way she's sure winning it. it. Kate McKinnon d- by default for Saturday Night Live, Leslie Jones for Saturday Night Live. I have seen sketches of Leslie Jones. I don't particularly like her that much, but that's fair, that's fine. Uh uh Edie uh, Brent for Saturday Night Live, I don't know who that is. Um you know uh, I- Alex uh Brosin for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and I mean, she's the mom is she? Uh, Susie oh no she's not she's Susie apologies uh, Megan Mullally for Will and Grace that's what I mean yeah well, Sean, Sean Hayes ain't nominated either he plays Jack in Will and Grace and he's like the best fucking thing about that show
1: yeah
0: uh, just, even still just surprised me um. Okay, so in in that in that in that list, uh, I am actually probably banking on uh, if not Kate McKinnon or Lizzie you, Jones Did, or did or you right say now. the first name? Did you uh, say? Yeah, Zizzy beats For Atlanta. oh, you did
1: say Zizzy Beats? Um. Um. I think she's really good in Atlanta. I she. I think she's the um, Don Glover's um person who he has child with. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, is. I think she carries her own really well. Yeah, but I think that like they're not going to give everything to it. I know. I don't think so. I either. think she has less of a chance. But who do you um, think is going to win in that category? I
0: think someone from Saturday Night Live will win it. Actually, that's fair. Yeah. 100%. I actually think... 100%. I think because they've given it to Kate McKinnon for two years, I think they might give it to Leslie Jones, which yeah, I think is fair. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I fair. I don't see a problem yeah, with that. Right. I think that is probably... Guest actor good. in a comedy series is fucking brutal. Have you seen the guest actor one? Uh, I mean, I have, but Kit, just... Kit, Kit Williams for Atlanta, Sterling K. Brown for Brooklyn 99, 9 uh, Brian Cranston for Curb Your Enthusiasm, then manuel Miranda for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Donald Glover for starting that live and Bill Heater for starting Night live. Fucking hell. Um, I will say this there's a lot of, there's like, it's it's almost like they picked recognized names more than it was because they brought anything to the table, if you get me. Kit Williams
1: is like the comedian with the long hair, I think. I know, I just need a picture of him because I can't picture him like he is in uh, or not the hair, the fuzzy hair. You'll know, you'll know him when you see him. Yeah, well, that's why I'm good. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, bank,
0: I'm gonna, I, a lot of people are banking on uh, uh, did I spell Oh, you spell your like Williams? Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> I was on. gonna say, uh, sorry and I, I actually think Bill, if Bill Hader doesn't win the leading actor, they'll give him some, they'll give him guest actor. Do you not think
1: it's just a bit overkill? Like, I uh, think Bill, Bill Hader
0: is not walking away empty handed
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't really like it whenever they give nominations for guest. K-A-T-T. Um.
0: Yeah, honestly, it could be any of them. I'm not even going to, like, settle on one, but I'm going to say if Bill Hader doesn't win leading actor, he'll win that, or vice versa for Donald Glover.
1: I just, yeah, I mean, I understand they're meant to be a guest rule and all, but whenever... V- it, I don't agree with the host, because it's yeah. like, that
0: like, they are guests, but it's just like, I feel like it's too easy a vote. See, start, starting live, getting three nominations in one category just feels a bit disgusting to me.
1: I, I think it's, it's fair, though, for... An, f-
0: yeah, I guess maybe... Fe- for uh, female uh, guest actress, uh, uh, Wanda Sykes for Blackish, Tina Fey for Siren Alive, that's no surprise, Tina fucking Fey, uh, Tiffany Haddish uh, for Siren and Alive, a lot of people say T- Tiffany Haddish should win it, so she probably will, uh, Maya Rudolph for The Good Place, she- Jean Lynch for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Molly Shannon for Will and Grace, and apparently Molly Shannon's really good on Will and Grace, so. Yeah, I'm not that surprised, So a lot of people I like are, a lot of people there you could bank on, a lot of people Um, there. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So gets a brutal character um, as well.
1: She plays a really interesting character in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Because she basically plays, like, um... So she's a stand-up, but she she plays a part, but nobody knows it, where uh, she plays this, like, uh, authentic Brooklyn woman, but in reality, she's actually just, like, a really posh, high-pretentious person. Yeah. And, uh... And then, um... Uh... Oh, yeah, I know who he is now. Um, I'm a little surprised that he got a nomination. So Kit Williams. It's guest, guest, so you can... Yeah, yeah. if... I think he's... uh should we go on we yeah, directing? Let's go to yeah. uh, directing
0: so we have two for Atlanta one by Donald Glover and the other by
1: Hero uh, Milia but um, more
0: importantly it's Teddy
1: Pinkins and Teddy, and Teddy Perkins one Teddy Perkins and FUB. I need to know, I need to know uh, Barry's
0: call. nominated that's Bill Hader's episode he directed as a pilot uh, yeah. Glow Glow's pilot uh, Silicon Valley episode directed by Mike Judge it's, that's the one on the Bitcoin one uh-huh. uh, the, the Big Bang Theory fuck that <laughs> um, thank god Big Bang Theory gets nothing else that's, that's, I'm happy to see that and then Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, which is the pilot as well? What's um,
1: the the
0: other? The one the
1: FUBU. F-
0: I'm I'm actually gonna say this. Like I I I genuinely would not be surprised if Barry wins this one.
1: I think Barry has to win. Bar- Marvel. Ba- Barry's Barry's first. Oh episode. shit! I know. Okay, I know, I know what the FUBU okay, is. Okay, so it's FUBU, obviously. Okay, sorry, so I thing- should have said it. I should have said it out lied. Oh, but those two episodes are so good. They're <laughs> going. They're going to cancel each other out though.
0: it's the only one there with two nominees so they're going to cancel each other out (sighs) so I think they're going to divide themselves that's why I think that's the only reason I think Barry will win I think when you look at when you look at directing a pilot Barry's pilot just has as well as that Barry's pilot's directed like a drama
1: yeah, but all the others have Yoda like Fubu. a Fubu, Fubu's pretty
0: much a drama as well. I mean, you could argue almost like Atlanta's borderline fucking drama in its own right, to be fair. Because yeah. it, it it just pushes the boundary I mean, where it's like you got a comedian who Teddy
1: Perkins is just,
0: is super but surreal. Those
1: two those two could
0: cancel each they other out. They
1: could cancel each other out, but
0: um I don't want to get complacent on, on. to be honest I want to get complete. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised because Marvelous Mrs. Maisel could also win it
1: yeah and I think it does have a really solid
0: episode and um, Glow's pilot's actually extremely well directed so actually and, and Glow also tries to go for the time period and stuff like that there so Glow actually has a lot of weight on it as well so that's that's one there I would not be I would not sit on Atlanta for that at all
1: I don't but I,
0: I, I'm, a- I'm biased 100% a- 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 <laughs> Atlanta won it last year but honestly if, if Atlanta's going to win
1: something in there it's going to win probably writing oh you mean barry if it's gonna win something uh no no Barry. oh yeah you meant for writing okay Sorry. So yeah i get it, yeah i get, it, yeah, I get it. we Sorry. go
0: into writing we have the atlanta episodes uh alligator man and barbershop yeah uh, for barry we have the pilot and we have i think the last episode um and then for silicon valley the 51 percent, which actually really which is probably the best episode in that series i have to say yeah. and then marvelous mrs mazel for the pilot um because Marvelous missiles Mazel only submitted its pilot for everything. Oh really? Fair. Very fucking smart move. Like, I think so too. Because when you're when the Emmy people vote, they're not going. Well, what episode was that? Because that's the thing about. So that's the thing about when you go into Silicon Valley getting three nominations for writing and shit. they yeah. They go. Well, what episode was that? Because I'm looking at the is Silicon Valley going 51 percent, and I'm like, is that the? I'm looking at that going. Okay, that's the only time I actually know what episode they're referring to. Yeah. Which 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 is gonna. Fuck, is that the last episode that, right? That, To one before it, one before it. But I'm gonna say this. That's what will fuck over Atlanta because Atlanta. So uh, I, you know, Barry is literally written chapter seven, chapter one. So it's yeah. it's gonna benefit. I don't know, but like things. in
1: terms of the the writing, it's very obvious what episodes they are. alligator be even Fubu you, as well. You not know that you being a, a
0: fan, but when there's somebody who's watching religiously yeah. all these shows, True. it's it's gonna be a really tough one. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not sitting on it too much. I, I do, I, writing and directing is up yeah. for grabs.
1: I, no I hundred percent agree. Like alligator Man, I think it's the first episode of the season, and it's like I think it's fine, but like. I think Barbershop is just such a well written episode. It's it's so funny and it's so true. Like it's just all about that uh, need to have a constantly good barber and kind of like it's it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird episode. It's like one of those things where it's like you don't realize how much in common you kind of kind of have with someone completely in a different situation. Yeah. But with similar needs. I'm gonna okay. So
0: we've been recording for over two hours now. I kind of thought, well, we've passed the threshold at this point. Let's just look at some of the other ones, just just cause of curiosity. So animated programming, we have uh, Big Hero Six, Bob's Burgers, uh, Rick and Morty, South Park, and The Simpsons. So we're this is Rick and Morty's first nomination, by the way.
1: Oh, for yeah. So
0: Rick and Morty's gonna win it. Is what I'm saying. Probably fair. I'm like fuck Rick and Morty, but fair enough. Yeah, that's. I assume there's
1: animated short as well. Uh, yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah, Adventure yeah. Time, Adventure
0: Robot Chicken, Steven Universe, uh, Team Titans Go, and We Bare Bears. Uh, could
1: you tell me on those because I don't know shit about I don't know shit about animated programming. Um, Adventure Time is it over yet? Adventure so like Ring of Fire that would have been I don't know exactly what episode that's for but uh, it, that probably would have been the last season then. Is that it over for good? Is it? No no it's not over yet it's okay, still then. it's there's still like a technically a mini movie there's four episodes. Okay,
0: um, I want to look at Variety. Okay, Variety, Ooh, Variety Special Live. Um, I just, I believe I was. I mean,
1: it's just all the. I'm just
0: curious because there is pre-recorded. What the fuck? Uh, wasn't John Mulaney not nominated for something as well in there? That's so what I'm trying to find out Which one? Not John? Variety talk. Oh, talk series. Yeah, it'll oh, be it, all gives, a talk it gives. He gives a damn of a talk series. I, uh, I mean,
1: it's all. It's only expect to be nominated for it, don't
0: you? Oh yeah, Portlandia. Sorry, I'm not live. Fuck it. It's gonna be a tough one. I think Portlandia's ended, so I think I could win one. Um, is there any other categories that look interesting? Which ones are? What, what, what Visual effects will be Game of Thrones, obviously, but yeah. visual effects in the supporting role? That's so cute. <laughs> um, wow, Gotham, Mr. Robot. she's Mr. Robot. Jeez, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, that was Mr. eligible. Mr. Robot, I forgot. How did Rami Malek win it for its first season yet never get nominated again? True. Like, I mean, he he, he nominated and won it, and I think they went, okay, well, we're not going to give him it every year, so let's just give him it now so we can get over and Because
1: um, even Bobby, whatever I call him, got the Golden Globe nomination oh for supporting God. actor
0: visual effects in a supporting that's so fucking cute
1: uh <laughs> I, I i have to you have to get oh wait, wait, let's
0: look at me in title design that's kind of cool uh altered carbon uh counterpart glow glow, glow one's actually quite yeah. cool the alienist and westworld oh, so, yeah. <laughs> westworld's actually what's quite the
1: themes go for motion title design oh that was, that that, that was it that was all it was that was, was just on the main title
0: design oh. it's oh music i see um music composition oh yeah there we go uh original music theme music
1: I, I, well, you know, God- Godless
0: Marvel's The Defenders uh, Somebody feed Phil <laughs> What the fuck is that? Uh, the Last Tycoon The Putin Interviews And The Tick Oh The Tick I heard was good Yeah uh. I was a little bit thoroughly underwhelmed by those. I must say. Uh, comp- I know composition it... for a dr- for a series. Let's have a look for a dramatic series: Game of Thrones, Death, Jessica Jones, Time, uh, Once Upon a Time, SEAL Team, uh, Re- uh, Star Wars Re- Rebels, and Westworld. Westworld's one's always quite decent, to be fair.
1: Yeah, th- yeah. Uh,
0: interactive media. Well, actually, no. That's not get That's not get too too fancy. Oh, well, well, cinematography. Actually, can we look at cinematography? Yeah, let's look at very, cinematography. very quickly, very, very quickly. Okay, uh, limited series or movie? So Fahrenheit four five one, Genius Picasso, Godless, The Alienist, Twin Peaks, USS Callister, Twin Peaks. All you expect.
1: Yeah, and you you would hope Twin Peaks.
0: You would fucking hope Twin Peaks. Uh, multi camera. Well, who gives a shit about multi camera? Yeah, who gives a shit about? There's only really three nominees: Superior Donuts, The Ranch, and Will and Grace. So Will and Grace. Will, Will and Grace. Because why would you get? You're not gonna get to The Ranch because it's got that big black splot of uh, that guy that got fired for sexual assault or something. Okay, sing, Okay, so cinematography in a half-hour series is really brutal here because Atlanta, Barry, Glow... I haven't seen Insecure. Mozart in the Jungle? Mozart in is the f- Jungle? We got nominations? Mozart in the Jungle because it got cancelled, didn't it? Mozart it got, got cancelled? It got cancelled, yeah. I didn't know that. Mozart in the world. Mozart in, the, Mozart in the Jungle is really fucking well shot. I will give it that. Oh, it's really well the, shot? The End of the Fucking World got nominated and I totally didn't know that was eligible. Because Oh, to, shit. Now, here's what's bizarre about that one. Wait, the end of the fucking world's eligible? How is it eligible when it came out uh, over over a year ago in the UK? Yeah, for... How how does that... I guess because Okay, it's an international Emmy. I'll give it. It's an international Emmy. Okay. It was really... Yeah. Okay, so, like, listen, 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 listen.
1: It's also well shot. I'll admit that. I actually have seen end of the world. I... uh,
0: Atlanta's gonna win that one because it's the Teddy Perkins one. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, I will stroke your yeah. fucking ego <laughs> because it has to be Teddy Perkins. Oh wait. So you like cinematography for a for a one hour show? Legion, Ozark, Stranger Things, oh, the, Legion Cro- got... the Crown... Handmaid's Teal Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and The Westworld uh, I actually, Chapter 9 so whatever that one is
1: um, oh no, I, is that for the Ozark, third Ozark, season?
0: Ozark Ozark's a nice one so, but Legion's
1: really really pretty
0: can we point out no directing cinematography or anything after, for from for, for, my, um, for my, Mind canceled,
1: by the way I don't think it's cancelled maybe it got picked up by another network no I think it's just okay, we'll give why do you think it got cancelled I, re- I read somewhere that
0: it got cancelled I don't know I think you're lying to me. I'm pretty sure I read it got canceled, but I could be totally fucking wrong, like, or it's being forced into a
1: finale. I'm not. I'm happy enough of that though. Uh. Anyway, cancel uh, on Amazon after four seasons. There you go. It's a cancel. Screw you, John. Uh, <laughs> all right, right. Sorry. So we've been Jeez. going on to hours. So anyone that's
0: left, uh, fair play to them. They win the magic goose. Uh, the magic goose. The magic goose. Here, right. I was meant to keep that. Why are you going away, my magic goose? You know, well, funny when you said that. Go, where did that come from to begin with? And I was, yeah. and then when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, maybe there was a magic There was always uh, a magicus. So yeah, uh, we will we will decide what uh, we will put the vote up for what the topic will be next week, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully answer more questions and stuff. Then we didn't get many this week because I left it too late to ask. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, two hours and ten minutes into it, so we'll just end there. Uh, it's because it's it's coming one a.m. Jesus, I got somewhere to be at it. I have to be at dodgeball for eight a.m. So right. in times. Oh, yeah, Saturday
1: and activities.
0: Uh huh. Right. Exercise. Exercise. See you soon. Bye bye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's go to Hollywood. To Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're dreaming, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's also anybody who remembers where uh, the first part of the conversation of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Airplane> <laughs> as well. Full circle. Go full, full circle. circle. All
0: right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.